I know what you're thinking. Hey, my gosh, uh, what happened to what we were going to do, Satan, and also another one uh, with campfire stories? Well, that will start in October. This is, uh, this is a production note, just so you're not freaking out. Michael Benson, I am. I, I like to say words the wrong way. But I uh, just wanted to let you know that all of the October episodes are all going to be Halloween horror episodes, and hopefully you enjoy that. Now, for the next two weeks, something entirely different. Uh, slightly different. Let's say slightly different. There's still scariness. But that's mostly in the m- murder that happens in this particular uh, two movies. Anyway... You have a wonderful time, and now, and now uh, top-notch nonsense. All right, bye-bye. As a warning, the first f- 16 minutes are going to be fucking weird. Character shit, so if you want to skip ahead, you can. I remember when the stabbing happened. The stabbing happened. It happened. Yes, it did. It did happen. It was one of those things where we weren't really sure whether it was going to happen, and then it did happen. My name's Jerry, and I want to talk to you, Jerry Shothart. My, uh, yes, that's really my name, Jerry Shothart. And I want to talk to you, I want to, hey, hey, let me tell you something, alright? I was at this, uh, school... I was in a school, and I was, I, hey, I was just a, hey, I was just a math teacher. I said, hey, kids, find out what is two plus two plus two, and that is six. We all know it's six. We don't need any ideas about what six was, but here's the thing, here's the thing, all right? I want to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. Um, there was this lady named, uh... Oh, what was her name? What was the name? Oh, yeah. Mia Baran. Yes, Mia Baran. There was a Mia Baran, and she was a teacher, and she was a teacher at the place where I said 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2 equals a number I have not figured out because I forgot how many twos I'm saying right now. Now, there was a lot of twos. I would say, let's say 12? 14? Uh, that's how many uh, 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 th- that would equal to? I don't know. So, and uh, and she was married. She was married to the uh, the, the school guy. The, the school master. Yeah. His name was Guy. He, he was a school guy. His name was Guy, though. When I said Guy, hey, Guy, he always frowned at me. And I was like, don't frown at me, Guy. I'm a person, too, you fucking dick. And And I was just, hey, hey, hey. But we we all gave deference for him, to him, and for him, and how him. And uh, we made it, it was a a thing where we made it, uh, we made it so no one would ever question a guy named Guy. Uh, uh, He looked a lot like uh, the Chaz Palmentary. Do you know Chaz Palmentary? Now, Guy is also having sex with a as another lady. Even though he's abusive to Mia, he's having sex with someone named Nicole. Nicole! Nicole was Sharon Stone, and she's here to say, Hey, my name's Nicole! Oh, I'm at a party, and I'm sad, and I'm a movie. 
that? No, that's not Sharon Stone. That's a caricature. Caricature? Caricature. Caricature. Let's find out. What were we all doing here in Southern Dickhead Town? In Southern Dickhead Town, we were all very impressed with how Southern, how dickheaded, and how much of a town we were in. It's a Southern Dickhead Town. Diabolique! Diabolique was. was impressive. Uh, Diabolique! Um, but, you know. You know, see, Nicole and Mia, well, they were. they were. they were frustrated about all the abuses that they were going to. that, that were happening to them. They were like, oh no! I don't want abuses! I want to talk about this song! Time and I don't want any violence done to my face, and I, I, I think violence being done to my face, well, that would be bad, you know, I don't like when it's the violence in my face, and, you know, to my face, when it hits my face and hits other parts of my body, I don't like it, okay, okay, that's just me, that's just me, some ladies like it, not a lot, but alright, some ladies like it. Okay, but you know, I'm not into that bone did be a DLC of L O P Q R S T U V I N I G Q C motherfucker and I don't know I just can't have that happening to my face so can we kill can we kill this man can we kill this man to his face to his face he just doesn't just oh no This movie was written by Don Ruse Ruse under ruse, am I right? <laughs> ruse. It was a ruse. Um, and that's what we do here. We remake better movies. So you're telling me we could get two hot, sexy ladies and Chaz Bum and Terry and Kathy Bates and make sure it makes money? It didn't make money. Well, I mean, it eventually made money, but that's only because it uh, took a long time for the movie to get uh, a movie the made the money the move the movie that made money back. Yes, I said words that made sense. J.J. Abrams is in this movie. Movie? Really? J.J. Abrams is in the movie? Oh no! What's J.J. Abrams supposed to do? I I'm J.J. Abrams. I haven't created Lost yet. Actually, I didn't create Lost. I haven't created the part where the I haven't even done, you know, death. I haven't constructed death-defying stunts for Jennifer Garner to do in her underpants. So yet, not yet. No, it's only 1996. I am a screenwriter that wrote regarding my Henry, which started. Harrison Ford as the regarding man, and he was hungry, and his name was Harry, or Henry, it was regarding Henry, and there was a dead Henry. I remember the movie! It was important. There's a whole bunch of wild stuff that goes on in Diabolique. Um, I enjoy Diabolique. I like saying that like that, but not as much as I wish I... I wish it was better, but we all wish... 
Something is better when it's trash. And it's often trash! This is trash. But it does have a solid style. A solid style. The lady who really likes to party in Joe Vagina during a Verhoeven movie. Verhoeven? 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 Ugh, God. I burped there. Verhoeven. So it was not as fun of a movie as I thought it was going to be. But it's not, okay? <laughs> uh, death of the Mile. Death of the Mile? People don't care about miles anymore. It's Death of the Mile. Which is the miles and miles and miles of words and things I would say to another person about this shit. Death of the Mile is something that we can all enjoy. A whole bunch of character actors, and regular actors, and superstar actors, and cannibal, uh, cannon, cannibal, cannibal actors, cannon, cannibal, cannibal, People that not only like to, uh, suck on Timothy Shelby's butt, but also like to munch on a lady's butt and say, Mmm, it's time to eat the flesh because I am a cannibal, cannibal actor. My name is army. What do I ha hammer about? I hammer about how much I enjoy eating. People! My name's army hammer. I'm part of the hammer uh, corporation where we all ha hammered a bunch. We hammered in the evening. We hammered in the morning. We hammered at supper time. We, we just did all the hammering. And then we said, hey, we should you know, make some money from this. And so that's what my great-grandfathers did. That's what we uh, we did as uh, as as the Hammer family. Arm and, uh, Arm and Hammer, which is my name, Arnie Hammer. Uh, Ar uh, it's Armin, Armin de Hammer. That's who I am, Armin de Hammer. And I'd like to talk to you today about Armin de Hammer and what he can do to my pussy. What? I don't know what I'm talking about. Armin Hammer. Hello, my name's Armin Hammer, and I'm here to uh, munch and uh, chomp on your lips. Chomp on your lips, baby. Chomp on your lips. Turns out, uh, Kenneth Branagh at least needs to hire at least one canceled person to be in every one of his Perot movies. Peru? Perot. Peru? Paris. Pericacu. Pericataku? Pericataka. Pericatusu. Those are all words, but here's the main thing that I found out during that uh, during Death of the Mile remake. It's not good. Boring with a capital B that rhymes with T, then it stands for trouble. Now we know it's trouble when it doesn't make enough money at the box office, and also it came down during the pandemic time when we were all in the pandemic and we were all crying a whole bunch like we're doing right now. Anyway, but you know, I got to see Wonder Woman die.
Oh no! Who killed Wonder Woman? It was... You guessed it! Someone that hates the Wonder Woman franchise. It was... Someone who isn't in the DC... Universe. Anyway, Army Hammer, little cannibal. Army the, the, the Hammer. Oh no, Army the Cannibal. See, Army the Hammer sounds better. It's like, hey, look at that guy. He's Army the Hammer. Which must mean he has a big cock and he definitely isn't a cannibal. He has, he's a, has a hammer of a, of a pedai. So let's not question his uh, diet. He's sexy, so let's not question his diet. He looks good. Who cares what he eats, even if it's human toes? You're gonna drink the human blood after you eat the human toes. Human toes. Heads, feet, nose and toes, nose and toes. Army will eat. Heads and toes, heads and toes, he'll eat your toes, he'll also eat your butt, that male will go for, he will go for, he will go for your chin, it is the new thing that's in. If you are a cannibal, cannibals say, hey, 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 it feels so good in my mouth when I'm tasting your skin, hey, taste your skin. Taste your skin. Everybody can say, taste my skin. Oh, tasting. Oh, tasting skin. You taste, you taste, taste the skin. You taste the skin, Peggy Sue. I ate Peggy Sue's curls. Her cheek tasted like chicken. Fried chicken? What was the last time you had fried chicken? And what was the last time it tasted like skin? So that's basically it about death of the Nile. Death on the Nile. Death of the Nile. <laughs> the Nile is dead. That's weird. Oh well. <laughs> the Nile is dead. The Niles is dead. He's not coming back to the Fraser reboot. He's not. Is he gonna be a weirdo conservative? Is Frazier gonna turn Mag all over his face? Oh, Mag all over the place. Am I right? All over his face. The only greatest thing about the movie Prison was seeing... Was seeing all, all of Vigo's youngness. His handsomeness. His young, handsome face. He's ready to stomp on things. The best part was the ending. Ha 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 ha. I don't remember watching a lot of the. Uh, I, I remember t- the first Texas Chainsaw being my first one that I saw. I mean, I remember. Uh, I I don't remember. I didn't go to a lot of horror movies as a kid. Kid, I thought they were mostly pretty fucking <clears throat> awful because most of them are. Bless you, by the way. You look. Uh, I I I enjoy are a we lady recording? that's sure we are. Um, of course we are. I've been recording for the past like two minutes. Oh. Yeah. 
It's been exciting. I've been enjoying getting a very relaxed feel here. It's well, very nice. Normally you do it like Yeah, that. but now I'm uh, the switching of it up. I want I wanted us to, you know, you know, do the thing like this. Was... All right. I was oh yeah. Yeah, but I've been having a good time by myself riffing about how uh, uh, uh Diabolique and how uh, awesome Diabolik is or was. Didn't you fall asleep right now? I I fell asleep probably during like twenty minutes, Miranda. Thank you. I I remember I remember them being angry. I was like, we're gonna get Chaz because he abuses us. That's that's the line. But uh, just and they were like, oh, we do, you know. So both Mia and you know uh, Mia and Nicole, those are the ladies' names. Now, Mia is the one that isn't Sharon Stone, and Nicole is the one that is. And it was, uh, it came out, you know, it was, it was fine. I mean, yeah, it was fine. I remember them dumping his fucking goddamn body into a fucking pool. I remember them struggling, trying to kill, like, ah, I gotta. Remember that? You don't remember that? It was like, ah, and it was the tub there. There was a tub. How did it end? It ended uh, badly. I didn't like the ending. So, uh, let me see here. How did it end? You know? Jesus. Oh, yeah. We did a guy's body. His name is Guy. Another guy named Guy. I mean, come on. You know, there's like, there's names like Simon or Harry or Houdini. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's name him Houdini. His name, yeah. Guy Houdini or Houdini guy. He's a Houdini guy. He likes to disappear. This is nonsense. <laughs> exactly. This is top-notch nonsense. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I liked what I saw, and I gave it enough stars for it to count. Two and a half. Now, <laughs> but um, uh, I just, you know, and then there was the other one, uh, the fucking death on my Nile, and it turned out the cannibal, you know, was the bad guy all along, just like Kevin Spacey was a bad guy all along. See, one of the best things of having kitties is being interrupted by said kitties. So, kitty, what do you have to say? Oh, yeah, now he doesn't talk. No, Thank you. Nothing to say. Nothing to say. Do you want any coleslaw? Too bad you can't have it because it's all mine. I'm going to eat it just like I said I would. I can't believe you're eating while you're podcasting. That's so uncouth. <laughs> you're uncouth. <laughs> yeah. I like, the co- I like being not couth. People aren't going to want to hear you chewing, babe. I'm going to cut this out. I tried to eat the, the coleslaw without chewing it. Don't do that. That's Just swallowing it like a like, like. That makes choking happen. Miranda, I don't do choking. Thank you. I agree. Choking doesn't happen to me often. Only I remember up, the last. Only up the chicken. I don't. Yeah, my chicken, my chicken cock. I choke on it. It feels good. I don't know what the fuck. Who cares? I choke on my chicken cock. Kathy Bates is really good in uh, Diabolique. Or lick. Uh, uh, yeah, alright, fine. And Death on the Nile, Death of the Nile was very entertaining, even though it was predictable because I knew that the bad guy was going, it was, it made sense. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had an idea that it was probably him too. He's the only one that would make the story mildly interesting. But I mean, it looks good. And he's good. a cis white male gender man. Male gender man? 
white, cis white male man. <laughs> He's a cis white male man. He had a male bad thro- hat on throughout the entire thing. No, he didn't. Uh, but th- it was a pretty close adaptation to the one that we watched in 19, that, that came out in 1975. We didn't watch it in 1975, but there's a 1975 version that we, uh, watched. And that was the one that you fell asleep to, the 1975 version of Death of the Nile. That sounds like something that happened. Yes, it did. It did happen. I remember it very vividly because your eyes were closed. Uh, that was what it happened. Uh, buddy, I'm glad that you enjoy computers too, but they're not for you. They're not for you. Computers are not for cats, unless there's a cat computer that we need, and those are usually pretty expensive. Now, we're not going to get you a cat computer, and I'm glad this is all being recorded. No cat computer for Panny. Um, All right, so. We'll talk about why there are different release years. Oh, yes, I certainly will. I certainly will, Miranda. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it, and then it's going to happen. It was released... Originally, the first time it was screened, I, what am I doing? Yeah, I don't. Are we, what, are we, what are we talking about, babe? What are we discussing? Maybe you need to do one of your yes. Intros. Hello, hi. My name is Michael. I am. <laughs> I like this episode this? already. I know how to say it. Hello, my name is Michael Benson. I don't know why I'm speaking like this. I'm a little fucked up now. Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation is the first movie. The second movie we're going to be talking. <laughs> about today is stay alive and then right after that a little on absurd anyway here we go don't worry i'll say the most stuff about it your mouth is open you can close it uh okay but uh texas chainsaw new generation the The new next generation of new it's the new next generation Came out in 1995 at South by Southwest. uh, Received glowing reviews. They were good. Yeah, exactly. Glowing reviews. And then was purchased by Columbia Columbia Pictures for $1.3 million. Wow. That is. Yeah. And um, it's pretty fucking insane. It only agreed to spend no less than $500,000 on print and advertising. So Uh it didn't really go. It was originally released in September 22nd, 1995, and screened in 27 theaters in the United States, grossing $44,272. Now, they re-released it after, like, shelved after two years, and then they re-released it in fucking 1997 when Columbia re-edited it and redid it and made it and retitled it The Next Generation. Oh, my god! What was the original title? The original title was... Oh, the original title was The Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. It well, was. It was. I I was not happy. I mean, I I I like number two, and I love... I think it's my... <laughs> I'm not talking about poop, you weirdo. You disgusting pervert. Fucker. Jesus Christ. I like number two. <laughs> my, my husband's talking about feces. I start to smile. Um... You're gross. We're gross people. Uh, But, you know, they were going to do it and uh, slating it for an August release in 1997 because of Renee. They wanted to push it back because of Renee's fucking thing. And then they got into an argument with Matthew McConaughey. And he was saying, I'm Matthew McConaughey. I don't want you to re-release it. I'm a... 
I'm in a John Grisham movie now. I don't want you to think of me as, you know, something other than a guy who's in a John Grisham movie, you know. What was the Renee Zellweger thing? What was her thing? Jerry Maguire, 1996. They wanted to capitalize on, on it. Ah. Uh, and so that's when they... Yeah, they, they bought this movie for real cheap that happened to have two really big pre-stars in it. Uh, I, I really like... They're both young. They're both hungry. They're both ready for... Anything. All right. <laughs> but they look great. They look awesome. I'm really happy with how... I, we watched the director's cut, which had some backstory to uh, Renee, uh, to Renee's upbringing and everything like that, which was nice. Had to deal with that shit. Anyway. Um, what, what? what was the backstory to her upbringing? Just that um, she has like a pervy stepdad. Yeah, that wasn't in the original cut. Oh, really? Uh, we saw it so long ago. That wasn't even in the original oh. cut, which makes it makes a lot more. Uh, it it makes you much more invested. Anyway, she's all right. So she has to get out of there, you know, and has. She's in uh, uh, the most I remember about this movie is just that it, it's just a it's just a bunch of like sequences like her being in a car being in a car with a bunch of teenage douchebags her best friend having a real soulless fucking asshole of a boyfriend named uh, was making out with some other chick at the prom yeah and that was you don't hey no. If you go, if you're broken up, great. But if you're already was no, thank you. That's not a good idea. Jesus Christ. And that, yeah, Bar- yeah. His name is Barry. He's not a good person. We, I liked it when he died. Um, yeah. And then they're in a car wreck. And uh, Jesus, I can't even. And cars just keep on hitting the main car. I am uh, out of steam. I'm going wild. I'm going nowhere. I'm feeling good. Uh gosh. But I think the I think the main part of this is that it's it's a very str- it's it's one of the strangest entries. Stranger than two, yes. Stranger than poop, stranger than two. So I, I, it, there's it, but there's not much. A lot of structures. It's mostly just sequence to sequence to sequence of them being run after uh, of them being trapped. Because once they're in the home, once McConaughey picks them up and gets them all in the home then it's just i think like 40 minutes like or maybe even longer than 40 minutes but it feels like an hour of just like people just screaming getting a fucking chainsaw in the fucking face and you know fucking leatherface looking you know being quite sensitive in this in this portrayal this portrayal is quite sensitive yes he gets all done up for dinner i have a whole bunch of fucking notes here (laughs) damn it some of them i can read Oh, the concerned look of the wife. I feel like I'm ni- in 1957 again. Yay. Again. Uh, no, again. Again. Uh, the, it, it, he really does feel... This, this is only two years after um, Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. And he even says his freaking line, yeah, which I was that, not That actually made me really happy. At all. Yeah, that was, that was a, 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 a bit of a big... Uh, Surprise. It's cheesy, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, the uh, the uh, Renee Zellweger's best. Why, why are you looking at me like that? I'm having a good friend. We're talking. We're having a fun time. You're having a good I, I have have a good. I'm having a good friend with you in my face right now, talking about number two and you know, the other thing. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it, 
Renee's best friend is fairly a ditch. She's with Barry. She, she shouldn't be with a misogynistic, abusive piece of shit like Barry. But she is. Yeah, Barry sucks. And uh, they they get in the car. He's fucking dealing with the shit. I don't know. It breaks down. They. <laughs> Why are you laughing like this? I'm on a fucking roll. I'm having a goddamn good time. I'm a little fucking lost. That's okay. I'm fine with it. I'm dealing with it. It's, I, I'm not, you know, paranoid about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is the fucking worst I've been. Uh, Do you want to start over? This is top not not. <laughs> I'm in a great mood. Okay, so. Babe, are you too high to do this? No, I'm not too high to do this. Thank you for saying that in the, uh, the in, in right now. I'm not too high to do this. I know what happened in the movie. There was a lot of violence. I wasn't. I was very happy with most of it. It felt very repetitive. It just yeah, didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't touch me the way I wanted it to. Shut the <laughs> fucking shit up! You disgusting! You fucking weirdo! Asshole! What is this? Didn't touch me the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Um. The. <laughs> I didn't. I, uh, I was I was super surprised at how the older lady who is supposedly the the head uh, matriarch of this fucking Darla. family, Darla, was so uh, I, I it's been such a long time that I forgot that she was in on it and I forgot how calm she is. But that go, that goes with all the other previous editions uh, uh, of this horror movie is that there there's always one characters one character who fakes being nice and decent and kind who you think is normal who you think is who wants to help you but she don't want to help you she want to make sure your uh, your your legs get disemboweled <laughs> Yeah. You don't have bowels in your legs. Do you have bowels in your legs, Michael? Oh, but, uh, the number two in my leg? No. Oh. Uh, God, don't be disgusting, Miranda. Jesus. You're going to call me by your name. <laughs> call me by my name. Starring a young hot dune getter and also Ar- Arnold Hamar, um, the cannibal. I like to call it cannibal. Wait, you called him Arnold Hammer? Uh, yeah, Arnie Hammer is Arnold. Don't you think his name is Arnold? Isn't his name Army? Army, yeah, Arm, Army, but Arnie, oh, Army, Jesus, Arm and Hammer. That makes sense, of course. It's Army Hammer. He's part of the Arm and Hammer. Uh, hammer. <laughs> he's part of the Hammer. Uh, <laughs> he's not related to MC. He is part of the Hammer uh, Company foundation family hammer family not the hammer of of the baking soda people. yeah the baking the soda people they don't yes. they don't they're not named baking uh, army baking soda or army baking soda is his name army or arnie his name is army it's okay. for armand uh, armand his name is armand douglas hammer <laughs> douglas <laughs> oh, his mom ha- has the same maiden name as I do. I wonder if we're related. I certainly hope so, so I can get some of that hammer money. <laughs> now that I know that you eat toes, give me some of that hammer money. All right. So it starts with a prologue about the 73 movie. Yeah, May 1994, after prolong- prologue opening. Anyway, but... Yeah, yeah about a chainsaw-wielding family that was never apprehended... There was 10 years of nothing. Oh, no. Two small incidents. No details about that. 
and then five years nothing, and now. Okay, that's, you know. And now, ooh. <laughs> and now, it's prom night. Yes. Prom night. They're going to prom. And Did you clock that when Renee Zellweger is um is getting ready for prom, um, what's on the radio they're talking about, because they're in Texas, an abortion doctor? Um, oh, yeah. Getting. Yeah, about the abortion what doctor. What was that about? Yeah, it was about uh, someone killed an abortion doctor, and let's see if we can kill him after he killed the abortion doctor. Which is abortion, a thing that we all they, talk about. I wonder why they included that. Well, because it's subversive. When you're talking about abortion murder, uh, or murder of abortionists, uh, and then murdering the murderer of abortionists, that usually happens in Texas. So, um, she has a little, she has a little daughter, no, a little <laughs> sister, fucker, you, sister, fucker. She has a little sister that she, uh, that, um... That uh, seems to be also feeling like she's she might be abused, or am I thinking of another movie? You're thinking, I think... of, a, you're thinking of another movie. Oh, that fantastic! Was, that was this is going girl. well. Oh gosh, that's that was a completely other movie. That's disappointing. Anyway, I was gonna say, have, did I miss the little sister? I don't remember that at all. No, no, she just she also has an abusive pedo. It's back. just all of, just. It, I'm I'm finding a pattern here yes. in our wonderful movies that we're picking out. Pito you know, pedo stepdads, dads that want the young. It's disgusting. Ah! I do. It's disgusting. I'm not for it. I'm not. I, I'm not voting for it. Um, yeah, the the, the stepdad's a total <laughs> jackass. He actually yells at the mom, "Don't think you're too damn stupid to think." It's like fuck you, dude. Yeah, it's not. It's so not he cool. Sucks. And. Uh, she eventually gets uh, gets to the car, right? She needs to be picked up. For the, Indeed, her and, friends pick her up. Yes, and her friends, her one of her friends, and then the uh, the guy that she was thinking of uh, going uh, going with, and was like, "Ooh, I want to go to the. I wouldn't mind going to a party." Or am I thinking of a brand new movie again? God damn it! I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> they go to prom. They prom. They prom all the time. This is gonna be a wonderful misfire, just like the movies we watch. All right. Um, I go to prom. Yeah, so there was this super, they're walking into prom and there's this super 90s music, because 95, and there's this, um, the guy welcoming, welcoming them into Welcoming prom. him to prom. We're talking yeah, cool. Well, yeah, they, they made this character super gay for some reason. I'm not sure why. That doesn't seem to have t- anything to do with anything. I guess he's a teacher or something. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, once the kids actually go in, he says, God, I hate kids. Yeah. Which made you originally on his side. Oh my god. <laughs> You're not hearing Michael because he's eating coleslaw off mic. Tell people that. <laughs> what the fuck? I want you to speak more. Go ahead. No! We're supposed to be having a conversation. <laughs> maybe, maybe we... Are we gonna do this? Is this gonna happen? This is going to happen. It's happening right now. I'm having a great fucking time, aren't you? I'm eating coleslaw. I'm talking about Renee. I'm talking about Matt. I'm talking about the other person. All right, now. Ah! (laughs) Don't be disgusting. Nothing's happening to us. Um, (laughs) Nothing's happening to us. 
They eventually get into a car wreck, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or am I fucking wrong about that, too? <laughs> no, they, God no, damn it. No, they do. They crash their car. They crash their car, and they eventually get fucking stuck, and they have to wait for a goddamn tow, or wait for someone to fucking help them. And eventually, they're in the fucking... Oh, God. Sean is stuck, and uh, Sean is the guy who is not Barry. Yeah, he's and the nice he's guy. And he's the... Decent person who's a man, cis white man, but still a man, is still cis. Uh, and I am, um, he certainly uh, is waiting. And then all of a sudden, our handsome Matthew, our Matthew. Well, you know. remember, they go to this like office. It's like a realty office or something, and they meet Darla. They meet Darla, too. Yeah, and the, the two ladies and uh, fucking Barry go to meet Darla. And, uh, Darla calms them down just a tiny little bit and has has them, uh, hey, don't worry, you have nothing to be freaked out about. Everything's okay. Oh, no, something happened. There's a guy out there. He wants to hurt us. Oh, my God. And uh, that's, that's the line. And, uh, oh, gosh. And, no, that ha- Michael, that happens later. The first, okay. time, the first time they go to the realty office, they just ask to use the phone. Because they need to act. Yeah, they they just ask to use the phone so that they can call a tow truck, and then somebody throws like a rock or something through the window. The, yeah, that's how I realized like okay, that now this lady's fucking weird, and she says, "Oh, it's just some farmer's wife or high school boy. They're always trying to do something to get me to flash them." And she does. She and goes she... right to the window and lifts up her top. It's like what the hell? Well, uh, so yeah, that's not something I was expecting. It's not usually something a a woman would do. Not that I. Would know, but you know, I I don't know that many ladies that you know, you know, flash their boobs to good people that are outside of their home. Yeah. So Matt shows up with the tow truck and his robot leg to where Sean is with the waiting with the car. The other three went to the realty office to uh, I don't know why I assume it's a realty office. I just I got that in my head. Oh, that, oh, that's right. So they got, yeah, they got in a car crash, and there was another kid who was driving the other car, and he was passed out, so they, you know, need an ambulance and all that shit. Um, and so Matt says, oh, no, he's dead. We don't need an ambulance. And then Sean's like, no, he's not dead. He was just passed out. So then Matt snaps the kid's neck and is like, he's dead now. So that's when, you know, we know we're in for some shit. Ooh, yep. You know, and Sean goes, ah, what are you going to do to me? And then Matt goes, I'm going to kill you. Ain't no fucking biggie. Yep. He's just acting with a capital A here. He's a, his most McConaughey here. Yeah. he's uh, He chases Sam in his fucking car. Who the hell is Sam? Sam? I wrote that down wrong. Uh, <laughs> read that wrong. Sean. Chasing Sean. Sh- this is going to be a heavily edited episode. I don't give a shit. Let's move on. Wanting to run him over, and he does. Bam. Yeah, he sure does. And now he's... St- uh, but st- uh, Matthew is a bit stuck. You know, he hits the kid, but he... Uh, he just... Anyway. <sighs> okay, so now the other three kids, they leave that trailer realty office thing and walk him back to the car. Mm-hmm. And Renee gets separated from Barry and Heather... Heather's all, like, paranoid and talking about, what if somebody comes out and kills us? I don't want that to happen. But, th- but then we, we, we get a little bit about her character when she says, uh, I'm not dumb, I just act that way to get people to like me. Mm, sounds pretty dumb to me, it's but like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not I, great. I don't think that works. I don't, I don't know about you, I don't, I don't like dumb people. 
That's why I married you. Um, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, that doesn't really work. It doesn't work at all. No. I, I don't, you know, unfortunately. I would, you know, I would have a lot more friends. Uh, if I was, you know, anyway. But, um. So Heather and Barry come across the this old house and knock at the door. Nobody answers. I was, um, I like this creepy part where where um, Heather is on the porch swinging and she's just swinging there. Like I guess Barry just you know went inside and like there's a creepy guy right behind her, but she doesn't know he's there. And then it's like oh shit, it's Leatherface. Yeah. So then remember that that hillbilly guy. What's um, what's his character's name? Oh W E. That's right. W E Slaughter. <laughs> get it? I got it. <laughs> I got it very well. Uh, he pulls a shotgun on Barry because um, he's like just taking a leak in their bathroom, mm-hmm. and he spouts off some Ulysses S. Grant quote. Yeah, they keep on. He keeps on dropping these quotes yeah. throughout this entire fucking thing, and you're not making it. You're not. It, the, the, Drops a Machiavelli quote. He drops a fucking uh, Grant quote. He, gr- he drops all these quotes. They just seem like he's really, really fucking smart. He's just a fucking dickhead with a fucking taser. He's not. He's like he just it's just because you. Rod. It's a cat. Oh yeah, for the cattle. Yeah, remember they? That's that's um the family they used to run the slaughterhouse. Yeah, that's like their whole deal. Oh, yeah. So he spouts off the U- Ulysses S. Grant quote and said, he's like, yeah, you probably didn't know that because you're a bona fide moron. And it's like, well, okay, so he, he's got Barry's number. <laughs> bona fide moron. Yeah, it's a pretty sick burn. I, I, I don't remember the last time I was called that. Um, anyway. Jerry after her hair. Oh, God, what the fuck am I talking about? Jesus Christ. So that's when Leatherface finally grabs Heather and drags her into the house, and he sticks her in. This is kind of this is actually a pretty funny scene. She's he tries to stick her in the deep freeze, but she keeps getting out. Yeah. So she has to. He keeps you know she keeps like climbing out of the big freezer, and he um has to keep grabbing her and shoving her back in, and then he finally like grabs something heavy. I think it's like a big drum or vat of something and puts it on top. So yeah. She can't get out. Yeah. And. Eventually, she is fucking open. Eventually, is uh, she is fucking released, but that's a while from now. But yeah, dickhead Barry and is in the bathroom. You can't. It's, it, it fucking Leatherface is yelling throughout all of this. It, he doesn't seem to have much of a brain, but that's 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 what happens when you're Leatherface. You don't have you have a face for leather, a leather for face. You don't. It's have interesting brain. that yeah. they made Leatherface a transvestite in this one. Or, are, we, are we still allowed to say that? Transvestite? Yeah. yeah, you're saying it now. No one's hurting you. No one's coming after you. You're okay. Um, but he like he does, he curls his hair and he puts on lipstick and yeah. and he wears a dress and whatnot. Just I mean, like good, you know, good for him. I'm I'm glad he's out and proud. Yeah, good. That's it's very progressive. Um, to see, you know, I don't know why they haven't come back to this. You know, Leatherface as a trans person. You know, either a transvestite or a tra- actual trans. I don't know whether or not it would. Yeah, we do. We don't know a lot about Leatherface's gender identity. No, and uh, and they have just made it more mystifying as the years have passed. Um, they have. All right, so fucking dead person in bathtub. There's always. Oh, oh yeah, he's um, Barry's looking for Heather in the old house, and there's like some old gross decaying body and just in the bathtub. That's when I would leave. Yeah, that's when you would leave. 
That's when you would leave? Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad Darla wouldn't come under your sparrow too much. Like, oh, it's time for me to leave. There's a dead guy in the bathroom. My name's Miranda. I'm getting the fuck out of here. All right? You were, you were a little touchy, and you had a leather for a face, but you know what? Dead guy in the bathroom? That's my line. Don't cross my line. Getting the fuck out of here find some town where they know a lot more quotes from other people other than Machiavelli. 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 All over the place. God damn it. Okay. So Leatherface knocks uh, Barry out and he wants to put wants to put him in the deep freeze with Heather as well. But when he opens it, Heather just jumps so, out again. So he's like, fuck this. And he just hangs puts her on her hook. Oh, yeah, hangs her on one of the meat hooks. Yes. Which is... <laughs> Which is usually his go-to. Matthew drives past and quote unquote help, uh, stop, uh, comes and stops for help, even though yeah, Renee wave, waves him down in the tow truck. Tr- you're not you, Renee. This is not a good yeah, now. If, now, if you were Renee in this situation, you would also you know probably not want to be picked up by Matthew McConaughey just based on truck size alone, you know. Because of how ugly the truck is. Yeah, and none of them are really taking um, taking each other's shit. Cause she's like, she has, you know, a bad feeling about it, I guess. And she's like, you know, well, where's Sean? And he's like, well, get in the fucking truck. And, and she's like, like no, no, tell me where Sean is. He's like, I said, God damn it, get in the truck. God damn it, get in the truck. My name is Matthew. She eventually gets in the fucking truck. She eventually... Yeah, she gets in the truck and they start going. And he's being super creepy and fucked up. And he keeps telling her to look behind look her. Look behind you. Hey, what? Is it? Look behind, just do it. Yeah, what's your goddamn problem? Look behind you. And Come on. And it's the two. De- it's Sean and the other dead kid. And that and that wasn't. That's not good. Sean is dead, and now she. Doesn't <laughs> they have... have this funny exchange here. She says, "What's gonna happen to me?" And he says, "You think I care what happens to you?" And she's like, well, are you going to let me go? And he's like, I don't know. Am I? It's your life. And he's just being like an a-, a total asshole. It's like, it's like what the fuck? That's, that's, see, this is the part that connected with, not uh, connected with me, but I, I just. That's, that's the part that connected with you? He was just like, yeah. What do you think? See, that is much more, that's scarier to me. That That hasn't been done in other, I haven't seen that done in that many other horror movies where the killer's like, what do you think? Huh? Just taunting. Yeah, well, they do taunting. It's just, I've never seen it done in that particular way where he just seems like he's so fucking smug. He's not being completely mean. Or not complete. I mean, he is being super mean, but he isn't, it is, he isn't really on the nose about it. It's really weird. Uh, so she does manage to get out of the truck, and he's chasing her in the truck, but yeah. then he... Um, he, like, shines the lights to try and find her, and he's just like, well, where do you think you're going? There's just woods out there. <laughs> and, and it's just like, ah, rocking a hard place. Um, so, but then he just bails. Yeah, and, and and Renee needs to run away. Renee needs, runs away, and she's now, she's uh, now in the forest. Leatherface comes after and just... And- <clears throat> Does his thing. Does his thing, which is burp and then, you know, scream and is, put on lipstick and a whole bunch of other no, stuff. No, he chases her with a chainsaw. Chases That's his her. thing. That's his thing, other than, you know, dressing up. Um, you know, I was thinking as I was watching this, how the hell does he run in that heavy-ass leather or rubber uh, butcher's apron? Um, a lot of strength, upper body strength, and a lot of just strength, uh, leg strength, I'd say. Yeah, but those are 
the the apron's like long and heavy. I like you you know you're moving your legs and shit. Well, yeah, you just have to be. Fucking... That just seems like a like a pain in the ass to run it. Yeah, that's why that's why I don't think I've you know I mean every maybe it's it's not as heavy as it looks. It looks heavy to me. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> fine. They what? eventually find themselves back at the fucking home. They yeah, yeah, she, ru- the... she runs back to that same old house. It's the only house out there. Yeah, and that that must, I, you know, I'd go in the opposite direction of wherever the house is. You know, just, ooh, just think north. Oh, that's up. I need to go up. All right, go yeah, up. Yeah, so she, so she goes in the house, and he's sawing through the door when it's like, dude, it's your house. You, you can just open the door. Yeah. Oh, she finds a mummified cop, which is creepy and weird, but that kind of really awesome. That was fucking creepy. And, you know... Very, you know, very smart. Takes his pistol and shoots it at Leatherface, but it's empty, so she jumps out the window. Like you do. You do jump out the window when you don't have the fucking... I I, I want to know if Renee actually did some of these stunts. Did the because, stunts? Because she really... If she did, she really went above and beyond. I don't think that she did, though, but... Well, yeah, because now he's like he's chasing her on the um, on the roof, and he's all sawing up the chimney. Oh, I remember like, that very much. It's like so. it's like yeah, you're just fucking up your own house. Go for it, I guess. And she climbs the TV antenna onto um, either a phone or a power line. I think it's probably a power line, and then falls through a tree. <laughs> and, and as I'm watching this part, my thought was this print is fuzzy and looks like shit. Yeah, it what? Well, that's because it wasn't remastered. Strangely, the director's cut wasn't remastered yeah. along with the fucking. Which I don't know the fuck why you wouldn't do that but okay they're back at the real estate office oh renee zellweger's stunt double was jody hasselbarth oh okay so there you go okay there you go so yeah so yeah she she falls through the tree and now you know leatherface is chasing her in the woods again and then she comes uh, back to the realty trailer yeah to uh and she's you know she's totally freaking out to darla yeah and it's, and it's just like, he, he's out there, he's chasing me with a chainsaw. And she's just like, oh, there's nobody out there, don't worry about it, everything's fine. And it's like... No, there's somebody out there. You can, it, And the way she is freaked out on her face, it's really good. It, it really feels distraught and authentic and really real. That's... Mm-hmm. And, and she, psychotic. Yeah, and Darla's like, oh, just local boys trying to give you a scare. And she's like, no, he was chasing me with a chainsaw. It's not the like guy with boy. the wrecker killed my boyfriend. And she's like, oh, when Vilmer does something, it's for a good reason. And she's like, well, who's Vilmer? And Darla's like, good questions. It's like, what? what? It's like they, just round and round circles. Yeah, they're just... They're just torturing the Gaslighting shit. and torturing and saying, hey, no, nothing bad is ever going to happen to you right before you get fucking stabbed. But Yeah, so, you know, we think Darla's going to help her, but we don't. She just, she calls W.E., who comes with a gunny sack and a cattle prod. Yeah. And he prods her into the bag and puts the bag in the trunk of Darla's car. Yeah. It's not, it's not cool. Don't do that. Oh, and I love how she, um, um... She, she tells W.E., you know, that she's going to stop and get dinner mm-hmm. on the way home. Yeah. And she's totally just ordering pizza at the window with Renee Zellweger in her trunk. Yeah. And that it, that's impressive. And also, the police are there. Because police need to pick up food, too. Oh, yeah. The cops are totally right there. And, you know, that I, I don't know. Uh, I, it's amazing how calm she is as a human being after dealing with all this fucking shit. 
you know, just dealing with, you know, all this shit of like, you know, scared young ladies. It's amazing how she, how she's so demure and like, hey, no, nothing bad. No, there's nothing in my trunk. I'll just relax. It's not even that she says there's nothing in the trunk. She's no. kind of flirting with the um, yeah. with the guy at the window. And she's like, well, do you want to come see what's in my trunk? And at first he's like thinking about it. But then he's like, I better not. Better not. Working. No, he's not. She's not talking about her butt. She's talking about her actual trunk. I'm not gonna yeah. Do yeah. And then she actually right in front of the pigs. She goes and she opens the trunk and she's like, you need to stop making noise. And she's like, but I can't. And Renee's actually very calm. She's like, but I can't breathe. And she's like, okay, well, if I poke a hole in the bag, will you be quiet? And she's like, yeah. yeah. Does this right in front of the cops. And the cops are like, oh, what you got going over there? So she flirts her way out of suspicion and the fucking cops just get their coffee. Yeah. And she even drives past the cops again on the way home and just waves at them. Hi. Fucking bullshit. All right. Oh, so Heather has um, she's gotten off the meat hook somehow. Yeah. I don't know how you get off a meat hook when you're when you're hung up there by your back. That seems like it'd be very difficult. I'm trying to think what how would I? Yeah, uh, I maybe if you have a lot of upper up well, body strength and, gra- and you can yeah, oh, you could go like fuck that. that. That just seems know. terrible. So she's she's crawling in the street. Darla stops the car, yeah. and we think she's gonna like help or something. No, and she's just like ah, let me uh. Let me see if I can find something. So what she does, she grabs this big stick off the, you know, this big branch off the road, and she just starts beating her with it. <laughs> and Heather's just like, please don't hit me. Stop. And she's like, ugh, all right. And she just throws the branch, gets back in the car, drives home, and just leaves her in the street. Like, these people are fucking batshit. <laughs> it's horrifying. Well, of course they are. They're part of the fucking... Texas Chainsaw family. Of course they're fucking... Yeah, so she gets home and W.E. is terrorizing poor Leatherface with the cattle prod. It's so fucking like horrible, these small little hits with a small cattle's prod. It's fucking Well, it shocks terrible. you. Shocks? Yeah. It's awful. She, uh, so they arrive and just these... these uh, And he keeps on fucking doing it. He keeps on doing the cattle prod to anybody who... Poor Leatherface. Fucking awful. Then he uh, quotes John Paul Jones, and I was like, "From Led Zeppelin? You talking about the basis for Led Zeppelin?" I don't know. I think he sent. means no. the, uh, the the Navy guy. Yeah, the Navy guy. Boo! I don't care about a Navy guy. All right, but um, arguments between psychotic. You know, I I love how they uh, they're in the house. They're finally uh, she's finally in the house, and I enjoyed all the nonsensical arguments between. Every single human being. In that yeah, they're place. they're just bickering. It's like you know what your brother did to my door. Do you think anyone gives a shit about that door? <laughs> Matthew is so Matthew McConaughey is really good in this. He's oh, yeah. zealing. And yeah, and Darla tells uh, W.E. one of them got away. She's uh, crawling down the road. You better go get her. So he goes to get her. Leatherface carries Renee in the gunny sack into the house. And Matt's. He comes home and he's all pissed off that his leg batteries aren't charged. Yeah, well, life sucks. Get a fucking help. Because he has a robot leg and we don't know why. Yeah, that's not... Well, you know. <laughs> and um, Darla's bitching at Matt about, like, I told W.E. to tell you that I was stopping for pizzas on the way home and he didn't and I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's like just this normal family family bickering. Yeah. And then, and then you know, he... uh. Then Matt goes to terrorize Renee some more because he just loves doing that. And he's like, you don't fucking believe this, do you? You think the FBI doesn't have this place on watch? You think there aren't transmitters in these walls? But let me ask you something. Are you having fun yet? And he's just, 
delighted to be fucking with her as hard as possible. The um, he, he also does this thing that happens in a lot of um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, or is a recurring thing on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's also it also happens in Science of the Lands, which I think is where he, they originally got it. Actually, never mind. I think that's originally where I first saw it. Is the mock crying to the victim's face? Oh yeah. Is when she when Matthew they did was that like, in the original. Yeah, he did that in the original. Yeah, I thought that's what. The, the, yeah. But they also, you know. Oh, you cry all your head. Oh no, I'm so sad. You're in a fucking hole. And uh, uh, the, the fucking uh, oh god. Anyway, so the fake crying and the, to really show that you <laughs> do not have any empathy whatsoever. Yeah, and then Darla just says, "Don't let him get to you, cause that's what he wants." I think the son of a bitch is from outer space. <laughs> He's not. He's from here. Jesus Christ. I don't. Well, anyway. And then, and then they, you know, <clears throat> she takes her in to, I guess, get a little cleaned up or whatever. Um, and she she has her falsely believing that everything's... Again, she keeps on going back to this thing. It's like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You just have to get through this. He's just a bad dude. I'm sorry he's so bad. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Darla's, Darla's just like, oh, you're scared. And Renee's just like, I just don't want to die. And Darla's like, well, of course you don't. And then Matt's like, what's going on in there? And Darla's like... <sighs> just girl talk and then she goes on to tell him like oh it's this job all the stress you know who do you think killed Kennedy Renee's like well the government and then (laughs) Darla's like that government stuff is bullcrap it's these people they've been doing it for 1,000 or 2,000 years and Renee's just like oh that's very interesting yeah it is very interesting. I and she's just like well is there something that I should do What, what do I do and she's like Keep your mouth shut, do what he tells you, and don't make him mad. Just like is the case with all abusers. Okay. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, so the Texas Chainsaw family killed Kennedy, and they've been doing shit like that for 1,000 or 2,000 years. I wanted her to elaborate on that madness. I don't believe that. No. (laughs) No. Wrong. I I saw no leather faces behind the grassy knoll. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. (laughs) Last time I I didn't see Leatherface going. Eh. What is? Here's the thing. What does Leatherface? How is Leatherface's family, Leatherface's family, connected? Uh, what is? Uh, why would th- they benefit from Kennedy's death? No real reason. I don't know. I mean, it, and are you really paying Leatherface the Leatherface family to drive up from batshit nowhere, Texas? All the way up to fucking Dallas. How much is the CIA paying? See, again, none of this makes any goddamn sense. All right? CIA probably uh, helped kill Kennedy by fucking hiring people from Argentina. All right? It's not like a fucking thing where they hired in the backyard. That'd be easy to find out. Ooh, who did you see kill Kennedy? That guy with a leather face. Look at that guy, a leather face guy. He's running away. He also has a badge on. You do know his mask is not made out of leather. He's not wearing a leather face. But it's He's leather. A face face. Uh, his face He's wearing looks else's like face. leather. I, I told the police officer it was this leather face guy behind the grassy knoll. He started running. He And when I caught him, I said, hey, what were you doing? And he showed me his badge. His face looked like leather, but he said, oh, I'm from Secret Service. And I believed him because he said he was from Secret Service and he was wearing not 
a uh, he wasn't wearing a uh, coat or a suit. He was wearing an apron. I thought it was really really heavy to be wearing a <laughs> apron in Dallas at a, a, in November, even in November. See a lot. That, see that doesn't make any sense. Leatherface wouldn't do that. No, oh, okay. no benefit for Leatherface unless Leatherface or the Leatherface family is somehow you know dealing with you know depletion of fucking or no a deferment of fucking oil tax. Uh, if they have oil investments, that's the only reason why Leatherface's family would kill Kennedy. Anyway, back to that. Really, that really went somewhere. Thank you. I'm glad it did. Um. So yeah, so then Matt busts into the room, and he holds um, a knife to Renee's throat, and he says, "I got a mind to slit your throat in ten seconds, unless you tell me why I shouldn't." And he starts counting down nine eight. Don't be late. And he's just fucking with her. And Renee's like, "Well, you want me alive for some reason?" And Matt's like, "Good answer, but wrong." He's just—he's having a great fucking time in this movie. Yeah, and I love how Darla starts freaking out that Vilmer embarrassed her in front of company. Yeah, well, that's—we don't like to. No one talk to my mom. No one likes to be. She doesn't. No one likes to be embarrassed at a party. You kidding me? When there's other people there that I respect. What part was the embarrassing part? The throat slitting. The putting people on meat hooks. What the fuck? not cleaning up afterwards. Here's the thing. When it comes, the pizza gets there, you know. She they brought eat, the pizza. She brought the pizza. Yeah, well, she brought the pizza. And I, they're, they're serving you pizza, so it's not it's not all bad. Yeah, but R- Renee, you know, she has her badass moment here. She uh, grabs a shotgun and she's like, everybody get on the floor. Matt, Matthew doesn't. Everybody does except for Matthew. He just starts like using that knife to cut his own chest up, and and he hits Darla and shows her that he you know, he has the shells, and she's like, well, <laughs> yeah, she's like, fine, maybe it's not loaded, but maybe it is. So fuck you. She's just not having his shit. Yeah. And it's and it's also like like see he's freaking choking Darla with his robot legs standing on her fucking throat, which is. Fucking terribly abusive and just awful. Yeah. And his robot leg is freaking out. And I'm like, dude, just that fucking. That's hilarious. Though. I'm like, dude, just fucking was... shoot him while he's while he's choking her with a robot leg. <laughs> so she so she does a shot and nothing happens. Yeah. And he's like, oh well, you should have tried for the second shot just in case there was one shell in it, and she tossed the gun. <laughs> But she runs, she does get it, you know, because Darla says, oh, you know, if that gun was anywhere where you could get it, it's what he wanted. She thinks that, you know, Vilmer is fucking omnipotent or some shit. No, no. So Renee gets back into uh, into the car. I think it's Darla's car, but she just backs it into the house. And Matt rolls on top and he's riding the windshield and I'm like, dude, just run over him. Just run his body into something because he's having a good old time. Just, you know, being on top of this car that's, you know, wilding out. And he tells her not to get out of the damn car, but she does, and Matt grabs her and just drags her back into the house, you know. And over and over again. It yeah. Just, it, 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 it's very repetitive. At, at certain points, I just, just fucking murder him. I, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. It's just, 
It feels so drawn out and frustra- frustrating. Yeah, and it's just, it's a lot of the same shit over and over. Now, then we come across, we're back, we're in Leatherface's room, and he's, you know, he's getting himself all done up for dinner. He's um, putting on some red lipstick, and I'd wear that color. It was a nice color. And he's, you know, splashing on, um, spraying on some perfume, and he has romantic music playing, and he puts on his good wig, and he's wearing, like, a kind of a negligee type thing. <laughs> he's just having a very, very nice girly time, being, you know, get, getting all ready for dinner. Then we're out at dinner. And Darla took the control to, uh, she stole the controls to uh, Matt's robot leg. <laughs> and she, and she's, just, she, yeah, she's, she's just making it, making his leg freak out on him. And then they start making out and they're going to, they're going to do it. It's like the most messed up foreplay I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, and Darla had told Renee Zellweger like, oh, I have a dress that would be just perfect on you. So she comes out in this dress this, like, fucking black but silver-shouldered dress. She looks like she's going clubbing in 1986. And uh, so, you know, she, they're going to start to serve the pizza. And I was like, you know, you'd think these people would have wanted dinner sooner. Those, those, There's been so many antics. This pizza's been sitting around for an hour. It's definitely cold. It is definitely cold. Oh, yeah, and that's when, when Matt walks into dinner and he says it. All, all right, right, all right, right, all right, all right. Yeah. And it's like, oh... He's gonna do that in all the movies. Yeah. So he smacks really Renee, Renee awake. She, you know, was passed out, I guess. And um, shows her, you know, that everyone else at the table is dead. And he just screams right in her, right in her ear. And everybody starts yelling. Yeah. Yells at the letter. Everyone starts yelling at uh, everyone. There's, of course, the old. There's the old guy. Grandpa has a knife. Everyone is very unhappy. There's a lot of yelling. You know. Sh- Fucking, it just gets hysterical. Yeah, it's hysterical. Like, Matthew keeps spitting on Renee, and Leatherface is painting his nails at the dinner table. Yeah. Leatherface is the most interesting character in this movie so far. I just want to know... And the least violent, honestly, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, he's... uh, amazing, considering his legacy. Oh, and Darla thinks Vilmer put a bomb in her head and can blow it up whenever he wants yeah, to. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. She can't do that. She's she's pretty dumb. And then and then Renee says, There's nothing in your head. And Debbie says, Girl, you just said a mouthful. <laughs> oh yeah, the, oh yeah, the old ass guy picks up a knife and he walks away from the table. It's like like okay. okay well it looks like he's gonna do some hunting on now. his own. Yeah, and then uh Renee's just like, uh, I'm gonna leave now. And Leatherface just gets up and screams, and she says, You sit the fuck down and shut up! And he does. <laughs> I, I was intrigued by an, the rich wacko finally fucking getting there. Oh, that part was crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Vilmer pours gas on Heather, and lights are back on yeah, fire. that was fucking awful. And she just gets up so calmly, and and she's just kind of walking around being on fire. Fire. And Filer. Filer. I'm on Filer. And Dara, Darla just calmly gets the fire extinguisher and puts her out. Yeah. Like this happens all the time. Yeah. It's, um... And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that, this is when the mafia type guy shows up and he, uh, you know, with like his chauffeur guy and he asks, you know, um, if he can look around the house and Matt's just like, go ahead, ain't no skin off my ass. <laughs> just, he's just an ass to everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah, this dude doesn't seem to want to help Renee. But Matthew McConaughey seems scared of this mafia dude. Yeah. Or we, d- mafia, I guess. I, I don't know. That was just kind of the vibe I got from him. I don't know. Some ritzy, wealthy, powerful wealthy dude, dude yeah. in a suit. 
And he's just like, this is appalling. You are here for one reason, and one reason only. Do you understand that? I want these people to know the meaning of horror. You don't want to be a silly boy. Is that clear? A silly boy. I that down. <laughs> yeah. A silly boy. Yeah, and Matt's just like, fucking A it is. <laughs> I, 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 I don't remember ever this being in any of the other Texas Chainsaw movies. No, I, no. This is, yeah, this is some weird, like, powerful cabal that's controlling... They're a powerful have, cabal, you say? Yeah, not like those... In Texas? Not like those, you know, cabals that have no power. <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. That that uh, that joke that I heard recently about no one wants to be, you know... No one want, You want to be a part of an elite cabal, just a mid, mid-range... Mid-range cabal? Mid-range cabal, and no one's going to do what you want them to do. Dude, your cabal sucks. Yeah, how much money is invested in your cabal? Yeah. So so Leatherface is holding um, Renee down in a chair, and then the who is this the powerful dude just licks his face, and he starts like taking off his shirt, and we yeah. see that he has like these gnarly tribal tats and piercings all over his chest. It's like yeah, he's a uh, he's a wealthy guy that used to live on the wild side, and now he wants the taste of the wild side again. And yeah, that's what happens. Oh my. But, um, I just didn't want it to, I, I just, uh, I was not expecting this. This felt like it came out of such left field, and you're not really, sh- I... And it's never explained or and anything. Never, yeah, and it's not really explained afterwards, either. I mean, they... So Matt's, um, leg hydraulics are fucking up, and yeah, he starts spazzing out again. Oh, wait, I don't know, know if we're allowed to say that. Um, but... I'm very offended. Yes. So, yeah, he's going physically crazy with the, with his leg. So he starts cutting himself up with a razor again. Yeah. And Renee, you know, she's trying to, you know, run in her crazy dress, but Leatherface grabs a chainsaw, and Matt grabs her as his leg's still fucking up and just drags her back in. It's just more of the same. <clears throat> oh, she gets the leg controls and makes his leg go nuts. And then she runs out of the house as Leatherface chases her yet again with a chainsaw. Matt fixes his leg. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, so we see a plane take off, and um, a couple is having morning drink- morning drinks in their RV. Yeah, let's just Mr. Look. and Mrs. Porridge. I'd like to call them. Is that their names? I wrote down. Da- oh, I wrote down Mr. and Mrs. Porridge. Are they the Porridges? I certainly hope they are. Otherwise, I just called them something they probably don't like to be called. Porridge. Uh, it just, uh, IMDb just says couple in RV. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote down Mr. and Mrs. Porridge. Mr. and Mrs. Porridge. <laughs> Thank you. They say they save her. Well, she, Renee yells them to stop, and the wife says, no, don't no. stop. But then she's like, oh, there's a monster chasing her with a chainsaw. <laughs> we might as well so get then, her. Yeah, then they do pull her into the RV. Um, and so Matt's driving the uh, the tow truck and Leatherface is in the truck hanging out the window with the train saw with the train saw <laughs> the train saw <laughs> I love the train saw train saw oh my god and then yeah and he's just trying to trying to saw at the RV oh and I think he was wearing some lady's boobs as well as some lady's face boobs yes he, he had boobs under his negligee dress thing as, so he is trans I don't think that's the best representation for No, it's not. I'm not saying it's a good representation. Who said it was a good representation? You know? But it it, it is a representation. uh, uh, Probably a false one. I... 
So I the weird just... guy chauffeur picks up Renee in the limo. Yeah, and they're like, let me explain what I do. I, uh... He was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. It was supposed to be a spiritual experience. Yeah, very spiritual. <laughs> and she's just like, fuck you. And I'm Jesus. like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you indeed. Exactly. So they, um, and he's like, you know, do you want to go to the hospital? And she, she's just like, yeah, I fucking uh, guess. Let's go. Jesus. So he takes her to the hospital or sheriff's station or some shit. And, you know, a cop is like, oh, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. We'll find out what this is all about. Well, you never did it before. No. If they're still out doing it, damn it. <laughs> oh, and this, this was the, 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 the. Um, cliffhanger ending. No, no, it's not a cliffhanger. Um, Renee looks wow. at a woman on a gurney pass, passing, and the cop says, do you know who that is? And she says nothing, and she is credited as anonymous, but we know it's Marilyn Bur- Burns from the first film. Film, first film, yes. End of movie. Well, it ends, actually, with Leatherface in his dress spinning around with his chainsaw, as per usual. Yeah, as per usual. She, Leather, leather looks great. Um... <laughs> That was okay. That was fine. I was. I'm fine with that. It was just not a. Overall, I enjoy it. The performances really made it worth it. It should have been probably about an half. Probably about like twenty minutes. That needed to be edited better. It just. It well, just we did watch repetitive. the director's cut. Yeah. Well, it just. It's. Anyway. Stay alive from two thousand six. Main idea behind this movie. Video games. Are you gonna do the thing where you see the other movies that came out? Oh, of course, yes. I'm happy to. Happy to tell you about what came out. The movies that came out in September of 1995, when Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. Uh, Here are just a handful of them. Prophecy. Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Oh, nice. Senior Trip. Thunderbolt with Jackie Chan. Oh my god. Mighty Aphrodite again. Oh my gosh. Hackers. Devil in a Blue Dress. Clockers. The Usual Suspects. September was a pretty busy year. Cold Blooded with. September was a busy year. September 95 was a busy year for movies to come out. Yeah. Fuddy Bones. Oh my god. <clears throat> Showgirls. Seven. Empire Records. Wow. Oh, Mute Witness, which I've been wanting to watch with, uh, as well. To Die For also came out in this oh, month. Fucking great movie. Glory, uh, Glory Days with a Z. Um, and there's a Piranha remake that came out in 95. Anyway, what came out in March of 2006? This is what came out in March of 2006. This is the uh, this is when it came out. Okay, even money after the wedding. Sixteen blocks, ultraviolet. Are you recognizing that's, that's any? That's the only of one I've movie? ever heard of. Ultraviolet, yeah. Sixteen blocks is a uh, Bruce Willis thing before he started to lose his. Yeah, of course, two thousand six. Failure to launch. Oh my God, Zoe one hundred and one spring breakup. Ooh, <laughs> spring breakup. Uh, Green Street Hooligans, The Cutter with, oh God, Chuck Norris, She's the Man. Ah. I thought that was a trans uh, story. It's not. Um, I, I, uh, 
Oh, God. Inside Man from Spike Lee, one of his best. Uh, fucking The O in Ohio, The Secret, Ice Age, The Meltdown. Oh, my God. Basic Instinct 2 oh. came out this year, out this month, as well as the movie ATL. This movie was uh, is directed by William Brent Bell, which uh, rec- he recently did uh, Orphan First Kill. Ah. And so we know that he has some fucking chops. He just, it's not in this movie. <laughs> this movie is triash. Triash? Triash. It's, it started out promising. But then once Jimmy Simpson dies, the whole thing just goes downhill. Okay, so I Stay Alive from 2006 has yeah we start out in um in this first person video game in a creepy mansion is really lame it's not good he has uh, and the are these two guys that are talking to uh one uh, one of them is Adam Goldberg his boss and one of them is just a, young, a younger guy who also work just it it just uh is quote unquote having a good guy a good time with his new fucking uh, with his new fucking game, there are fr- uh, there are there's a guy with a sex with a mask on. You know he has a fucking awful life. This kid who is playing video games in a home. I don't. I didn't really enjoy it all that much either. If I, you know, ha- had a roommate who had sex with a lady with a mask on, it was a pig mask. It's a pig mask. Not even a good mask. Like a yeah, he's do- of- he's he's doing her doggy style with a pig mask on. It was one of the worst things I've seen in a long time, and that, I'm just talking about the butt fucking <laughs> because I, it just wasn't well done. Um, it wasn't well done. No, whatever. Yeah, so the guy just walks in on them banging, and the guy like lifts up the pig mask and is like, uh, 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 "I'm doing something. Yeah, I'm I, 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 I'm fucking a lady with a pig mask on." This is what I do in my spare time while you play bullshit video games. Now, everything is poorly lit. This entire movie is so oh, terribly yeah. lit. It's so awfully... The fucking, they need to fucking fire the cinematographer. This fucking awful horseshit, dude. Okay. Yeah, so the guy's uh, on the phone talking to his friend, and I, I like their little exchange here. The guy's like, yeah, it's the sickest shit since Final Frame. I'll come over this weekend. We'll burn it solid. It's like, oh, that's such dude bro language. Final Frame? Yeah. Yeah. I've never, that's not a real video game either. But, um. Oh, and the guy mentions having nightmares about dying in the game. I'm like, oh, touch grass, bro. Okay, so, um, the, guy, the dude in the pig mask, his name is Rex. The, this guy's, you know, he's just kind of being, like, paranoid, and he goes and he gets milk, and he runs back up to Rex's room, and they're both dead. Oh, no. They're both dead. Okay. Sorry. What are you looking at? What's over there? My wife was looking at the ground, ladies and gentlemen. I know. I coughed. It was a horrendous experience. They're both dead. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, and then, okay, so, remember he got hung in the game, and then it said game over, so he runs out of Rex's room, and a noose comes out of nowhere and hangs him, so, okay, so he died like he died in the game, I get it. I get it, and that's going to be the thing throughout the entire movie, we're going to find out, oh my gosh, the way they die in the game is how they're going to die in real life, 
And that's how we predict it. And that's how Frankie Munez is going to fucking figure it out. Yeah, that's right. Frankie Munez is in this movie. He's a Munez. I love Frankie Munez. Anyway, everyone... Oh, I, oh, I, I like... Oh, okay, I like when this, um, this next dude... Um, who is the uh, main character in this? He's, so, he's just this boring white guy... So I don't really remember his name. John Foster is the lead. Oh, Hutch. That's right, Hutch. Yes, John Foster. Also Everybody else has Hutch. really interesting names. And Frank- his name is Hutch. Yeah, Frankie Muniz, his name is Swink. Jimmy Simpson is Phineas. Yep. Oh, yeah, Loomis. That was the guy that died. That was his character. And uh, Sophia Bush plays October. Oh, God. Okay, so Hutch and Adam Goldberg are in Adam Goldberg's... um office talking about the game. So I guess this guy's like um, a developer or a tester or something. Yeah, and uh, Alan Goldberg is the actual uh, is an actual owner of a video game company. Or an executive of some executive kind. Executive of, uh, of a video game company, uh, of a company, and he needs trouble doing the video games. He's not too good since he's Yeah, yeah, he's like, I can't get past, you know, this certain level. And Hutch is like, well, did you get the hyperblaster? And... Hyper blaster. Hyper and Adam blaster. Goldberg's like, do I look like an asshole? Yes, I got the hyper blaster. <laughs> do I look like Do I look like an asshole? This is definitely a line in a script. Uh, do I look like an asshole? Not really, but okay. Uh, you know. And this is where he gets a call that Loomis had died. Oh no. At your college office, find out your friend is dead. And then and then we see next scene we see We're at the funeral. Yep. At the funeral. It is sad. Mm-hmm. We're all very sad. And we find out that Hutch had a whole bunch of friends. You know, he had a whole bunch of friends. They all have a whole bunch of friends. They all get together and they're all like, I'm sad about this. God damn it. Jimmy Simpson uh, is in this movie and he is the best thing about this yes, movie. Yes, he is absolutely the best part of this film. And he really... He he has he makes some of the worst fucking lines the best fucking lines. Yes. Uh like what um yeah when you know Hutch says oh my ass. my friend was murdered with his two friends Jimmy Simpson's just like holy fucking shit. And one of my favorite uh, favorites of his lines um they're talking about beta testing and he's like beta testing sucks. It's like eating a beef. At first it's awesome, then just fucking monotonous. <laughs> like eating a beef. Eating a beef. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then when Hutch is back home, the the dude, he is washing his red solo cups. Yeah. I'm like, that is that is some sad bachelor shit, man. Yeah. Well, what? I mean, who needs actual cuts when you got the red solo cups? They still work. It's not like they don't work. They work. <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be single use. Yeah. Well, but I, maybe he's an They're supposed to be. Well, not all of us, uh, not all of us are fancy like us. I mean, like I am. Oh my god. I am. Okay, so Frankie Muniz as Swink shows up, and Jimmy Simpson and his goth sister are there too. They're having a LAN party, I guess, to play the Dead Guys beta game. Yep, and we found a new game! Oh my gosh! That's so fucking cool! We gotta do it, guys! Yeah, so it's a game that, like, hardly anyone has ever played before. It's, um, pre-released or bootlegged or something. Yep. That's oh, and Adam Goldberg, um, he's playing remotely, but he's all coked up. Yeah, this is the most coked up I've seen Adam Goldberg in a movie. 
my god. It's just fucking awful. Anyway. Oh, the, the game is kind of cool, though. I actually would really, I would really like this game. It's about Countess Bathory. Yeah. Yeah, you, you found, see, this is the, you found this the best part of the fucking movie. You, you actually wanted to play the game rather than, what's this about? See, this is simultaneously has smart things in one of the fucking stupidest, the dialogue is so awful in this, except when it's, you know, d- done well. Specifically by Jim Z, Jimmy Simpson, but it just it, it I, I I was super surprised that they would put this thing in a video game. What do you think that? Why do you think they did that in general? What? Yeah, put that idea of a video game in that. I mean, that into an idea of a video game. That's Countess just, Bathory? Yeah. Oh, it's just super. Because she was kind of an interesting character who used to bathe in virgin blood. Yeah. Yeah, it's a horror game. Yeah. And a horror movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm the best time with you, Brianna. Yeah, so Adam Goldberg gets... He gets separated from the other characters in... What? I just think you're funny. He gets separated from the other characters in the game, and he gets killed. So now he's like in his... He's all paranoid because he's all coked up in his office. So I'm like, well, he's probably going to die. Yep, there she is, and he's gone. And then he's, and he's gone. And... And I'm like, okay, bro, so the only two people you know that played this game got killed. Yeah, maybe I'd just be done with it, just in case. What does perceptive reality really mean? Is a thing I wrote down in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, could this actually happen? No. Nope. No, no, it hasn't happened yet. Fingers crossed. Anyway, the, these things are getting... It, it's just the deaths are becoming more pronounced, and I checked out of the movie once Jimmy Simpson dies. I really yeah. did. I really stopped really paying attention. I feel bad that I stopped really paying attention, but no, I don't care. Well, okay, so Hutch is in the office while the cops are, like, um, you know... Doing their cop stuff with the dead body. <laughs> Investigating. <that laughs> I part. like it. No, I like that. What you said is better. Doing the cop stuff with the body. What do they do to bodies? Cop stuff. <laughs> they stick it with a fucking stick. Like, ugh, ugh. You sure it's dead? Yeah. Uh, what is, is it? Look, it looks pretty dead. It's cop stuff. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but but Hutch gets a gets a view of the body and he's, you know, like lying dead on his um on his desk, you know, what with with the blood and all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we see gasp. <gasps> Jimmy Simpson is playing the game and found his character's body in the game and it's in the same position as his real body when he died. Oh. Okay. <laughs> And, uh, but then he, he does realize it has something to do with the game. It's like, okay, good for you, Hutch. Putting two and two together. I'm glad that people are thinking out loud. Oh, uh, and yeah, so he gets all afraid for Jimmy Simpson because he knows Jimmy Simpson was um, still playing the game on his own. And we, then we show up at Jimmy Simpson's place and we see, like, he looks like he's hunched over dead. So there's this, like, really dumb fake death out and he just pulls up a huge bong and he's, they're like, ah! And he's just like, what? I'm just ripping this shit, man. <laughs> It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Ripping the shit. There's nothing like it. Uh, they eventually, when fucking 
Jimmy Simpson does die, they need to find they need to find out the author of the game who invented this game to find out how we can push forth and not have our friends die. Yeah, that's the idea. We also find out that well, we get um, like flashbacks and glimpses that it's like okay, so it looks like um, Hutch's folks died in a fire, and he's all scarred up. So we know he has a thing with fire. Hmm, so it's very scary. Wonder if that's going to show up again later. In the I film. think so, Miranda. Yes. You're correct. Mm-hmm. I have a thing with fire. It's it's bad. Um, but you know, Swink uh, does do some wonderful work here. He he does his damnness, but unfortunately, Swink also does die. Actually, I thought he was alive at the very end. Wasn't he? I thought he died at the end. Oh, God damn it. This fucking movie is so awful. I forgot. I blocked it out of my goddamn brain. Fucking bullshit. And then we just, we just get some flashes of some weird shit happening. Like, Jimmy Simpson almost gets hit by a car. Frankie Munez finds blood in his computer somehow. Hutch's eyes go white in the mirror. Oh, and he's like he's like trying to look up his friend Loomis's um, death report, murder mm-hmm. report. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's the, poli- the, the police report. Yeah, that's it. The the police report on the murder. I, I I'm proud of my <laughs> super smart wife. I I love you a lot, and I think you're smart, and I think you got it going on. Go ahead. Well, and I'm just like, okay, how does he have access to all these police reports? Aren't they, um, they're not They're, they're record, private. They? Yeah, yeah. you can't just say, hey, I'd like to see your police. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think you could wrong. just walk into a police report spot. <laughs> police report spot. Yeah, we're both smart. <laughs> yeah, a, a station where they do the police of, uh, policing of, of, of stuff, that, of, of, of laws. And uh, you ask to see the police report and you say, hello, police man, lady, police lady person. Uh, police person, I would like to see the report of something that happened in my or my friend's life. A, a terrible thing happened to my friend, and I want it. I would like to know exactly what it says on the well, he's looking police it up on, report. He's looking it up online, so maybe they are public record in certain places. Yes, in certain places. I'd like to see my police report. Mm, yes. Oh, and he goes into um, Miller. That's Adam Goldberg's character's name. I think that's actually his first name as well. Goes into his office after it's been all cleaned up, and the mirror is broken. Could that be a clue? I think it is a clue. Yeah, mm-hmm. because in the game, Countess Bathory hates mirrors. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't know that many video game people that n- know Bathory uh, or are interested in Bathory, I am fucking doing great. Let's keep it pushing. But Bathory. Oh, yeah. So so Hutch finds out that Loomis is like, oh, so he was hung in the game and he was hung in the police report. And it's like, how does he know he was hung in the game? Like, is there game history where he could find out how the character died? That that seemed like a bit of a plot hole to me. Yeah. And it, again, another failure of a really sad, bad, awful movie. But you know, you go with we go with what you need to watch anyway. Dude, so, okay, so Jimmy Simpson is driving and is like he has a pretty sick car, and it is this is like the creepiest, foggiest, most desolate road I've ever seen. And he sees this weird shadow in front of his car and he almost crashes it. And then he actually does crash it, crash surrounded it? by all these creepy trees. <laughs> 
Oh, and then a horse-drawn carriage runs him over. <laughs> that is so sad. And that's, like, that's such a fucked up way to die. Like, that's totally desolate road. But there's a horse-drawn carriage coming to run, the, run down the one person that's there. <laughs> but he didn't die in the game, so I don't know how they... I don't know how... How does that work? I, I don't know. I think they messed up. I thought, I, th- I thought you had to die in the game to die in real life. So when, here's the, another problem with this movie. It's not following its own bullshit rules. For its fucking oh, I guess he was run over in the game. Okay. Oh, and then, um, you know, the cop is starting to be like, okay, so this is the third death, and this is the third one that you've been there for. Like, what the fuck is up with you, bro? Um. So then he... uh. Hutch explains, you know, the game deaths to cop, and they, he doesn't buy it. Yeah. I wouldn't either. No, I wouldn't either, either. Oh, and then the other cop, who's, like, kind of an asshole, he was, you know, the one who was, uh, went to the game store to try and do a little bit of research on it, and he's talking shit about gamers and stuff. He dies in his car, but he never even played the game. Like, what the fuck, movie? See, this, it, again, when you're counter-contradicting your own... Uh, initial story foundation idea yes. and you contradict it like 45 minutes after you establish it you're you're making the audience hate your movie even more because <laughs> there's no logic there needs to be a consistent logic for people to understand and enjoy the movie God damn it so hutch and the blonde girl abigail they're uh, casing loomis's house this is crazy to me. So he's already had a funeral and everything. So it's been like probably a week or so, and it's still all bloody and gross. Like nobody has cleaned up this house. Yeah. Don't they? Ha- don't they like have to? Isn't that some sort of health hazard? I mean, I guess there's nobody there, but it's, there's still blood everywhere. What else? So the he- early, the mid two thousands weren't a great time for no logic. No. <laughs> we were in a war. We had no idea we we're in one country that didn't do any bombing. Dickhead just had a dick out of there. Anyway. So Hutch finds Loomis' old phone in his computer, and it's like, oh, okay, he can find it, but, like, the cops wouldn't have found it first. All right. So he's going to find the game developer and check them out. Oh, okay, this kind of, I don't, I don't understand this. So October is reading what she calls the Malleus Demonium, which is weird because we all know that it's the Malleus Maleficarum. Yeah. Like, like, that's a, like, that's a known ancient book. On which shit? So wh- why did uh, why did they change the name of the book? I don't, I, I don't I, understand here, that. Here's the thing. They Surely might... it must be in the public uh, domain by now. <laughs> you don't know that. I think I think like a hundred years is public domain. And yeah, public I, yeah, I know. It's just that they, you know, if they're if they're um, having story logic problems, but they get another part wrong, you're like. <laughs> It's just, it's just weird. Why make up a book when the... When the actual book... There? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You didn't want to impugn the book's, uh, you know, fucking importance or the uh, the book's like, ooh, I don't want you to denigrate our book. I'm pretty <laughs> Even sure after the, 100 the years. Yeah, well, you know. Long dead. Long dead. Centuries. What about the ancestors? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I there you go. I got you there. That's what they're getting. That's I think it was written by it. multiple people. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, the so October thinks are. that it's Bathory's ghost doing the killings, and they have to nail her body and burn her blood. Nail her body and burn her blood. There is 
very few frustrating things in your life of that being done. I mean, like, nailing your body and burning your blood. <laughs> so they do find the developer <laughs> who leads them to the author, played by Alice Creed. Yes. Krieg. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Sorry. Krieg. Is it Krieg? No, I'll go ahead. <laughs> who tells the legend of the Countess Bathory. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad they had that part in the story because I wondered why a Romanian countess ended up in Nola. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. They're like, she she owns? Yes. <laughs> New Orleans, Louisiana, baby. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, oh, Countess Bathory owns this plantation, and it's like, I'm pretty sure she was from Europe. That <laughs> she owns places in New Orleans. Like you do. Well, when you're that magical, you know, you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, no. So Swink is playing as a decoy. Somehow they found the game house in real life, and Swink walks them through the house via the game. Kind of clever. Kind of clever. It's good. It's it's decent enough. I I really I have problems with jump scares. Just like overall problems with them. You don't like a Luton's bus. I don't like a what bus? <laughs> Luton's bus. I haven't looked at any. I haven't looked at anybody's bus but yours. Okay. That's okay. Not, I don't. I don't look at Luton's bus. L- L- Luton's. All right, you got it. All right. It's from Cat People. <laughs> Paul Schrader's Cat People. No, Luton's. Oh, Luton's people. Cat People. Luton's butt. Luton's bus of of butts. Okay, honey, we're having a good time here. We're talking about buses. We're talking about butts. We're talking about Luton all over the place. I'm saying a whole bunch of words. It's it, it's coming aboard pretty well. Um, oh, I guess it's not from Cat People. I thought it was. No, it's not. It's not from Luton's bus. <laughs> Luton's bus. Mm. Val Luton. Val Luton, yeah. Val Luton. That sounds like the sound of a of Val Luton, like a like a. Fucking engine of a bus. Yeah. Luton. Yeah, this movie got so boring we didn't even want to talk about it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I actually have something uh, going on. Here we go. Well, okay, so, um, yeah, so Frankie Muniz is walking them through the house via the game, uh, leads him to a mausoleum, and he uh, has to open a window or something, and Swink hands him a crowbar from inside the game. That's when I was just like, okay, all right, movie. It just didn't make any, it just wasn't a lot of fun. I I just didn't care. I'd rather talk about Val Luton's bus. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, did Frankie Muniz actually, like, okay, so he leaves his uh, laptop in the, um, in the van and he goes outside the van mm-hmm. And the doors close on him, so the game is playing um, by itself, so that he can't help them, I guess. So I'm like, oh crap. And then he, like, falls in these rose bushes, and I, th- I thought, you know, you drop a rose, it's supposed to help you in the game. But it's like, okay, did he actually die? I thought the roses were supposed to be good. What the fuck is going on? It doesn't make any sense, and when you really start to make n- n- frenetically nose frenetically... Just a lot more nonsense as we keep on going. If it starts to piss you off or it starts to bore you, you know that the fucking movie is awful and barely worth your time. Throw so, it. 
So the chick, Abigail, she's doing, you know, he loves me, loves me not, and there's road with the rose petals, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I literally wrote that. And now oh, she's cool. hanging upside down. Still don't care. And then the movie should be over, right? The movie should be over. No, Hutch. God Fine. damn it. <laughs> I wanted it to, to the next movie or something different. No, I just Hutch finds Bathory's body while the ghost is about to kill Abigail. And I then she, then she disappears. I'm like, well, what did he do to make her ghost go away? Just hold the shears to her head? Yeah. But now, you know, her actual body's awake, so I guess it's on now. But, you know, Hutch has Swink's laptop. And luckily, it's a... It's a very shiny silver laptop. You know, it's a good thing it's shiny and silver. You know, like a mirror, so he holds it up to her. And since she hates mirrors, that means something. And she sets the room on fire, which is his main fear, we found out through the flashbacks, since uh, his dad set their house on fire when he thought his mom was cheating on him and killed them both. I knew this would um, come back as some fight your main fear bullshit. And it did. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So we see Frankie Muniz again. I'm like, oh, Swink's not dead. I didn't think so. All three of them leave the plantation. And then we're at the game store where the cop asked questions before. And the dude is setting up a demo for Stay Alive, which is now on the cover of Game Informer. And then everyone's... How? No, yeah, again. Again, no real sense. This is a bad movie. Fucking... One and a half stars. I feel like it should be a one and a half star movie. Yeah, does the Countess Bathory have some, like, in with the gaming marketing community? I certainly hope so. Otherwise, otherwise, how is she going to make money? She doesn't want to make money. She wants to kill people. Yeah, but, you know. You got me there, Miranda. I'm going to say a couple of things, all right? We watched a movie. I want to say the plot because I've been wanting to do a plot thing for a while. And I really want—I really want to get some of your info when I say this plot because it's a movie we watched over the past couple of days, and you didn't write any notes down. I wrote plenty of notes down, but I okay. want to let you just to get you a fresh idea of the of the movie we saw. Mikos Tenopoulos is a man who is experimented on in a church-sanctified scientific experiment that gave him a healing factor, but it inadvertently drove him insane. George Eastman, Annie Bell, Ian Danby, Katya Berger, Edmund Perdome, Ted Rossoff, and Hanja Katansky in the movie directed by... Peter Newton, also known as Joe D'Amato, movie is absurd. Or Monster Hunter. Or Agathocus 2. What? Or, or Zombie 6 Monster Hunter. Or Horrible. Or the movie called, it's also called The Grim Reaper 2. What the fuck? Anyway, rem so you don't remember this movie at all. Oh, the Vatican priest who helped create him produces the homicidal Mikos to a small American town, attempting to kill him by impaling him on a set of railings, which disembowel him, but is he is revived later in a local hospital. I do remember that. Oh my gosh. The motorcycles were rounding around a drunken person like they were being really angry. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh no. After brutally murdering a nurse, the madman escapes and goes on a killing spree. The priest informs the hospital and authorities that the only way to kill Mikos is to destroy this cerebral mass. 
I'm talking about his brain. The part that really needs to be killed. While attacking a motorcyclist after escaping the hospital, Mikos is struck by a hit-and-run driver. The car's driver, Mr. Bennett, and his wife are going to a friend's house to watch a football game, leaving their two children at home with a babysitter. Their daughter, Katia, is confined to her bed because of a problem with her spine. Oh, no! While her younger brother believes that the boogeyman is coming to get him. Mikos makes his way to the Bennett's home and begins to murder everyone there. Peggy, a family friend, is stabbed in the head with a pickaxe. And the babysitter has her head forced into a lit oven. Do you remember that? Look at lit oven. Oh yeah, that was brutal. And is stabbed in the throat with a pair of scissors. But not before she's sending the brother off to get help. I want to talk like this for the rest of the plot description. (laughs) Katya struggles from her bed to take on the killer herself. Mikos breaks into Katya's bedroom and attacks her, but she manages to stab him in the eyes with a set of drawing compasses. Do you remember that? Yeah. I certainly do. <laughs> yeah, she was drawing circles at the beginning of the movie. And she was. She then stumbles down the hallway as the blinded killer staggers after her. He stalks her through the house, but Katya manages to elude him. The priest arrives and struggles with Mikos. They almost kiss. <laughs> and Katya grabs an axe from a decorative suit of armor and decapitates Mikos with it. The police and the rest of the family arrived to discover Katya standing in the doorway, covered in blood, holding Miko's severed head. Thank you very much, Katya. Where'd you get that from? Oh, I got that from Wikipedia, everybody. That was me reading a plot description from Wikipedia. The entire plot's description off of Wikipedia of the movie Absurd, also known as Rosso Sangue, also known as Red Blood, also known as Anthropopagagus 2, Zombie 6, Monster Hunter, horrible, and it's also known as the Grim Reaper 2. That is the movie that we saw, and it was very bloody. Any other words that you have to say about that fantastic movie that was called Absurd, but other titles as well? Oh, dude, remember when uh, the parents and all the friends, they were... um, They were watching a football game, so this is an Italian movie, yes? Yeah, yeah. So I would think that they would be watching soccer. (laughs) They were not. I, this I don't know if this was in the original movie or if it was just for like the American release or whatever. They superimposed an American football game on. No, they were the talking about football throughout the movie. I mean, they're. Oh, that's right. It, it, they, it, it's set probably. It's set in America. Shot probably in Italy. Let me double check that. But yeah. Oh, that's right. They keep mentioning um the football teams and stuff, but that could have been in the dubbing. But also, it also. That but, is, but also. They weren't having, you know, wings or anything. They were all eating massive plates of spaghetti watching the football. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. That was that was fucking insane. Everyone was just chowing on spaghetti. <laughs> it looked good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was um yeah, it was it was filmed in Italy. It really was, but apparently they just they wanted it either they were starting to get more 
they, there was, their stuff was getting more to America more often, so maybe they were playing more to American audiences. Then why were they eating spaghetti? Do people eat spaghetti at the In America? Parties? Yes. Yes, they do. I, I don't... Italians have a different idea. I'm sure this Italian director, Joe, also known as Peter Newton... <laughs> <laughs> Why does he have two names, babe? I I I dug deep. I have no. It doesn't even say on this Wikipedia. It doesn't say anywhere anything about his Joe D'Amato's other American alias being Peter Newton. But there it was on the big screen. Especially since I know everyone else knows that it is very much a Joe Joe D'Amato movie. This is fucking insanity. I have no <laughs> idea. It didn't make any goddamn sense to me. I, you know, drunk. Uh, uh, the drunken people are treated like crap in this movie. I, I was against that. I don't like that. I don't like it when you're picking on someone who already has is already dealing with shit when it comes to alcohol. God damn it! You know, fucking priest is act, act uh, say, hey, I'm very important. I'm a priest. Look at my ID. He has a fucking passport. I'm looking at my ID. I have a passport. I have a passport ID. What a fucking, you know, I'm sick of this fucking goddamn horseshit. Don't make any goddamn sense. A football play party. Nobody eats, you're right, nobody eats fucking spaghetti during a football. Okay, we don't need heavy food connected to heavy sports. Right? You want the opposite. When you get heavy sports, you want a light meal so you can digest the fucking football game nicely. Which doesn't make any goddamn sense when it comes to fucking Thanksgiving. Because that's heavy sports right after a heavy meal and people still fucking do it. I guess it's something in America where we like to overindulge ourselves with watching big dumb dickheads and then eating huge fucking lasagna and spaghetti and Italian food, the meatballs just going down your fucking gullet when you see other dudes just going, let me get that ball. You know, it's that fucking bullshit. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. And this is the fucking idea that it, it, Italians, Joe D'Amato, also known as Peter blah blah blah, Peter Newton, Tiger Powder. What are you, Newton? You're not anything. You're, Peter, you're Joe D'Amato, not Peter Newton. Newton, shut the fuck up. You don't make any goddamn sense. See, this is the... I was entranced and fucking exhilarated by this movie that really didn't make any goddamn sense. I really... I knew this was a sequel once I got it home, but I didn't... I didn't... Once we started watching it, oh, it's also known as Anthropopus... Papagacus 2... That's not a cool thing to fucking do. <laughs> calling your name after pocket, uh, calling your movie after pockets too, but it's really just absurd. Just call it absurd. After pockets too. God damn it. Rams and Steelers. That was the fucking game. The oh. Rams and the Steelers. Oh, you're right. Okay. I'm recovering, wacko. I wonder who won. This is just I. Yeah. Okay. Look up 1979 Pittsburgh. Steelers, Los Angeles Rams, or okay. 1980. When did the fucking... Oh, God. Okay, here's here's what it says on the... Oh, God damn you. <laughs> fucking dicks. Fucking shitheads. Okay, this is what it says on the production when it comes to this movie. I really like this movie. It didn't make a lick of goddamn sense. But this is what the production says. Oh, the Steelers Wikipedia. won. It was a Super Bowl. Oh, in 79? I think so. 
Okay, so they're wa- it's 1979. Oh, it we're watching the this. 1980 Super Bowl. 1980 Super Bowl. Great. Okay, I it's, wanted it to be a proper uh, the writer and main guy of this movie, George Eastman, wanted it to be a proper sequel to Anthropopagus that came out in also in 1980. Uh, it came out in 1980, whereas Eastman himself was opposed. D'Amato then only asked him to act in it, but when Eastman re- read the treatment, which someone had written, he found it so bad they decided to write one for himself for D'Amato. Eastman then remembers rewriting it from scratch like one of those American thrillers, Halloween style. Shooting took place in May 1981 for a relish- in a relatively short period of time. Jesus Christ. Yeah, two child actors. The two burgers. They're both named. Their names are burgers. What? Well, the two child actors, Katya and Kashmir Burger. Your name is not even spelled correctly when it comes to burgers. That's another thing I have wrong with this fucking movie. B e r g e r. B e r g e r. Not the correct what way to spell. It. All right. God damn it. Spoke. Okay. Uh, absurd was the first Demato directed. Spoken in English and was conceived almost exclusively for the foreign market. Almost exclusively for the foreign market, meaning us. So that's why it's fucking weird. And what point during the shoot? Uh, well, one of the reasons during the shoot, Damato's personal documents, according to personal documents done by Damato, the film's working title was La Porta Dubliere. It literally the door of the beyond. Another fucking title. For this movie, it was called The Door of the Beyond. The house in which most of the film is set was located in Riano Romano, near Rome. Uh, Donatella Donati remembered it belonged to some girls who used to rent it as a film set. A few months later in the set, summer of 81, the same set was used in the three adult films, Babysitter, Pata Una Donna Pochier, and Igets Igit. E. Tiago's Gold, directed by directed by Alberto Cavrione under the pseudonym Baron Corvo. See, there's too many names. All right, there's too many names, as in names, as in titles. Just pick one, one that is the original title, and then the other title that's American. We don't. Uh, it's fucking insanity. This was... Well, on its release, some critics accused the film of being nothing more than an Italian version of Halloween. A boogeyman and a babysitter and her chan- charges and peril. Oh my gosh, oh no. Oh, great. To add to its fame, the film inspired the name for German black metal act Absurd, whose members later switched their interest from gore films to far-right extremism and committed murder in 1993. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Wowzers. Yeezy, easy. All right. In his book on slasher movies published in 2004, Jim Harper opined that it was a marginally better film than Atherpagargus. I said all those. Yeah. Mainly because of its slightly improved pacing with grueling special effects every 12 minutes or so, which Harper, however, also criticizes as dull and repetitive. I liked this. I enjoyed this movie. It really was 
you know, I, I like watching more Giallo. We're going to watch more Giallo in the future, but it's just, I wouldn't mind seeing the, uh, the first one. The first one? Yeah. Anthropophagus? Uh, I, oh my gosh. Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dad has a disabled daughter, you know. Blonde catches a kiss, get a, a kid in a scary mask. I mean, there's a fucking football party. They're eating spaghetti. Peggy, there's a guy, there's a woman named Peggy. She dies. So hilarious. Anyway. Okay. And, and yeah, in the compass uh, murder, where she murders the dickhead with the compass. Uh, any any uh, memories or thoughts from the movie I just fucking talked a little bit about? Yeah, just the spaghetti. Yeah, spaghetti. <laughs> and the head in the oven. Head in the oven, spaghetti. All the things I enjoy. Heads, ovens, spaghetti. Let's get some Italian food. Watch it. We watched plenty of other movies. We're going to go. We're just going to keep on recording. Here we go. So. Oh, here we go. Whoa. Uh, all right. So prison wasn't as scary as I wanted it to be. I liked looking at Vigo Mortensen. He was young. He had it going on. Way to go. I enjoyed it. End of discussion. Now, from a whisper to a scream, it was it was quite a um quite an anthology series, and it was nice to see Vincent Price still alive in nineteen eighty seven. He looked good. Yes. For nineteen eighty seven. You know, you know, looking as good as he does. You know, I just there was uh, some really great... Uh, there were some good stories in that. What stood out to you in the story? I mean, there's... Oh, God. So much... There's... Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing a pattern in a lot of the in the movies that we watch and that there's a lot of uh, sexual assault. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. But it's something that uh, keeps on coming back. Um, Jesus Christ. There's... There's butts, there's glasses, there's dripping from the mouth. There's all sorts of really disturbing things in from a whisper to a scream, you know. There was a demon little animal in one of the stories. That fucking freaked me out. Like a little baby like running around like Oh yeah, the guy that the guy that tries to sexually assault this lady that he works with. He keeps trying to he's this yeah, he's this fucking creepy old dude. And he keeps trying to come on to this lady he works with, and yeah. she's just not into him. No, not into it. Say no. Goodbye. <laughs> but she agrees <laughs> to go out to dinner with him, and yeah, then, you know, blood drips from her mouth for some reason. And, you know, she's trying to get out of his car, and he's, you know, trying to bone her. And she's just like, no, fuck off. You're gross. Yeah, he, and he is gross. And he should be stabbed in the back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and he back. kills her. Yeah. Well... And then he goes home and he kills his sister. That's not cool. Don't do that to your sister. You know, try to be nice to her. Oh, wait, wait. He goes He goes to the lady's funeral. Yeah. And he's, like, being all creeptastic there. Or he breaks into the funeral parlor. And it's just the two of the, the two of them. Him and her corpse. Yeah. And uh, he, like, brings champagne and two glasses and, like, makes out with her and stuff. It's all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. And then he goes home and drowns his sister in one of her ice baths that she needs. Yeah. Oh, and she's wearing she's wearing all that makeup. Yeah. She's like, oh, I worked all I worked all day to look good for you, and it's like, aren't you guys siblings? What the hell's going on? It's here? not good. And he she um, makes him give her these ice baths, and then he decides to drown her. Mm-hmm. But then she comes she comes back alive, and he has to uh, 
strangle her to death. So, you know, dead sister in the bathtub. And then, you know, there's a little creature uh, running around trying to get trying to get him. Yeah, that I that might be the spawn of uh, that might have actually come from him. Yeah, it calls him daddy. It's this weird fucked up baby. Oh yeah, because he's been fucking his sister. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, you didn't get that. I didn't think so. You didn't want to know that. No. Well, now you do. I'm anti incest. Yay! Congratulations. No daughter, father, or brother fucking. Unless no. you're not related to that person. Um, anyway. So, the demon animal... And throughout all of these stories that he's talking about, Mr. Vincent Price looking very sexy in 1987. Let's not say sexy. He looks okay. He looks decent. He doesn't look sexy. He has never looked sexy. I've never found him attractive. I don't know why. I said the S word. Sexy. <laughs> but uh, he thinks that all of these stories he's telling to this punk journalist. Ooh, she's punk. It's 1907. I'm punk. Ooh, yeah. Who makes you think she's punk? Oh my gosh, look at her fucking 1907 hair. She's raved for the punk world out there. She did have very 80s hair. Yeah, exactly. Very punk 80s hair. Punking, punky 80s hair. And she, and he's, he's like, uh, listen to me. I mean, this isn't the line, but I, I will, I will, this is paraphrasing. I'm a good actor. Let's move on. Who cares? Okay, here we go. He does a, there's evil in this town. All around it. I remember it happening to my, to my, to my daughter. She's the one that tried to kill herself. And she did. It happened. No, it wasn't it his niece? It was my niece. And not my daughter. Oh yeah, the the whole movie opens at her uh, her lethal injection. Her lethal injection by the government. The government killed my evil niece. I'm Vincent Price. Let me tell you some stories about how else this fucking world, this town is evil. I don't want to say that my niece is a bad person. The town made her bad. Look, I read some stuff on the internet. No. In 1987? No, you didn't. It was not on the internet. He read it in a book. Anyway, the two other stories, I mean... Yeah, so he says that, yeah, the town is evil, so he's telling the journalist um, stories of the old field. Mm. Then we have a guy named Felder. Oh, God. Is that the glass eater? Yeah, I think so. Jesus Christ. His name's Felder. Just get over your life, dude. Just fucking... I mean, there's more... There's better way... There's better reasons to kill yourself, but, you know... Change your fucking name. Felder. Uh, briefcase under bed. I mean, there's all sorts of... Felder might be immortal, you know? Is Felder immortal? I certainly hope so. Oh, is, was he the, um... The guy that used to be a slave? Yeah, I think so. Right. Felder falls in water somewhat deliberately, then hits Jesse over his head, then makes him up his own asshole. No, that's not what I wrote. I am just reading stuff. Jesse already had the potion after he was initially shot, axed over his arm. You know, fuck the truth. I'm just going to read some of these uh, things I wrote down. Fear is something. Fear is something we all have in common. That's a great thing I wrote down. Um, all right. Anyway. It was a good time. I enjoyed the movie. Good anthology. Not, not, uh, not great. 
not something you need to rush out and see. You know, the only th good thing about prison was, you know, watching it in 1987, not being there uh, in prison. But um, it was done by Rennie Harlan. Are you really the sequel guy? He was, he's done two separate ac uh, franchise action sequels. He's not a... He's, it's not... Let's get let's get to the two other main ones. Okay. What? Do you want to start with Alice for the Looking Glass, sure. or do you want to start with something else? Okay. I really like this. Yeah, isn't it good? I'm glad you liked it. I really, really liked it quite a bit. It it really jumped. It really felt. Both of these felt very late. 90s. I was very happy with them. They were. They were. I, um... So, Alice Through the Looking Glass, uh, 1998. So, is there any reason why, um, uh, maybe, is there any reason why they wanted to do, uh, with, uh, why they changed Kate, Kate Beckinsale from being, like, an older late 20-somethings with a small child to, like, when she gets through the looking glass, all of a sudden she's 12 again. Wouldn't it be a, a much more interesting way to do it if she, you know, is a 28-year-old who still had the... Or, uh, am I wrong? I mean, I just think it would be a better twist. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I, I think just, it was a dream, babe. Okay. And when we dream, we're always, like, fucking 12 years old in another situation. She says she's seven and a half, like, seven three times in old. the film. <laughs> okay, okay. You just say seven. Okay, Humpty Dumpty. I, I, I liked it. This is the best way that you could have fucking done this without going Tim Burton-y, which is what Tim Burton did. Yes. Anyway. I just, I, I, uh, slow op uh, a slow opening, and it opens with, you know, has the uh, Kate Beckinsale saying, Daughter, let me read you a story. You know, she reads her a story. I don't have a good Kate Beckinsale voice. Anyway. But it's it's nice. It's nice when that happens. Um, through the looking class. Though I, I, um, it, and they were all fucking the language, and it just made me giggle. I was high as fucking shit throughout both these movies here, so it was, but I, I really, I really liked it. It really felt the, um, it felt very British as it, it was it was very British. I think it was a BBC production. I I really I really liked it a lot. Um, came out in came out in December of nineteen ninety eight. Throughout the entire mm -hmm. fucking and uh, just just to give you an idea of what was coming out during nineteen ninety eight. Oh God! A simple plan. Oh my God! You've got mail. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ! The faculty. What? Oh shit! The faculty did come out. And, oh my gosh! January first, nineteen ninety nine. The pilot of Mulholland Drive premiered, and then was cut, and then was and then was oh show show to a couple of people in nineteen ninety nine or at least. Anyway, movies like Subspecies Four, Bloodstorm. We gotta watch that. Holy oh my shit. gosh. Um. Free Money, oh my God! There's no such thing with Charlie Sheen and Donald Sutherland and oh God, 
Thomas Hayden Church. There's also uh, the movie Jack Frost with um, Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. the friendly Jack Frost, not the disturbing one we I mean, not the other horror one we saw. Star Trek Insurrection. Oh, my God. Patch Adams also came out that Christmas day, as well as The Thin Red Line, as well as Stepmom, as well as Hurley Burley. Shit, this is a great fucking Christmas at the movies. Titanic 2000 came out in January 1st, 1999, but we're not talking about that. Anyway, I, I, I like this a lot. This um, Oh, this wasn't a BBC production. It was Channel 4. My mistake. That's the only bad thing about uh, living in America. I've been really wanting to try Channel 4 for quite a long time. Well, I'm sure we can get a lot of that stuff, babe. Uh, no, I've looked into it. It's really... It's really tough to pick up you can't oh you can't get it on like Britbox or acorn or anything no i i've i or i would have i've i would have anyway um she travels through the bed bedroom mirror into look looking glass land yes that's what it's called looking glass land right and uh becomes alice you know uh Becomes Alice as a person, you know, and it's very nice, you know. You're just like, oh my gosh, I'm seven and a half. Says that throughout the entire thing. We get it. We don't need to be told over and over again like a fucking silly goose. But all right, I understand. Uh, I really enjoyed how, how, how close they were to the adaptation, how just every single line was a line, nearly a line from the fucking story from the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it, they didn't, they didn't try and do too new of a spin on it, which is kind of. No, it's pretty much just a faithful adaptation of the book. What, uh, why did you pick that? Why did you pick these two uh, movies that you wanted me to watch? Why, why these two? Because you haven't seen them before, and they're movies you. that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. What, and you saw, you saw these pretty early, around like, at seven and a half? Well, no, this came out in 98. So <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, babe. So no. So I, so I would not have been seven and a half. No. No, no I, I used to see this. It came on HBO a lot. Uh, oh, gosh. I do like Ian Holm in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really, really good. Um, the Humpty... Uh, the a- actor who's playing Humpty Dumpty, Desmond Barrett, is quite uh, is quite great in this. Mm-hmm. I forgot... That uh, that 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 uh, I nearly forgot that Humpty Bump Dumpty Humpty Bumpty <laughs> Humpty Bumpty has a big fucking bum. Um, Humpty Bumpy, big ass. Uh, he uh, I forgot that the Humpty Dumpty character was from Alice in Wonderland uh, universe. I'm sorry if I'm a bit uh slow about that, but I just I I forgot I. It's just been such a long time since I've read Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass that I uh, that I forgot that Humpty Dumpty was a part of that story and that they excised that to make a moral idea of... Oh, actually, okay, so the earliest known version of Humpty Dumpty was published in Samuel Arnold's Juvenile Amusements in 1797. <laughs> Juvenile Amusements, <Yes>. I think. <laughs> we taught... We t- Today we call that TikTok. Um, we do. 
Um, juvenile amusements, otherwise known as comic books, candy, and movies. Um, ju- <laughs> I can't. I can't. That, that's awesome. What else did juvenile amusements <laughs> release? I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. The actors in this are quite good. They, I, I like how there's references to Clockwork Orange when it comes to Tweedledum and Tweedledee. I like that part. Yeah, they're very Cockney. Very Cockney. You know, there's a gnat that talks. That's fucking great. I yeah, enjoy that. always want always want someone else to make the jokes. Yeah, who's done by Steve Coogan? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was just it was just a lot. I just really got a lot out of it. I, and there's I, the bitchy flowers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mostly um, have. I think I've seen the cartoon of Alice in Wonderland more than I've might have even read the books mainly because i've watched that so many times like 50 times when i was a kid the one from 1950 yeah the one from 1951 or 50 yeah so but uh yeah i i really it god my fucking you okay yeah i'm good i just had to burp there for a moment jesus christ for a whole moment yeah whole moment she didn't. What What else can we say about this? It's It's really good. It's really straightforward. It, Did it, you take any notes? I took I took some notes. Yeah. Oh, I really like the uh, the Red Queen's like sick vinyl red outfit with yeah. her crazy like kind of um little sprout hat thing that she's wearing. White Queen and King bitching at each other after. Oh yeah, as chess pieces and they're tiny. Yeah. And she has to um. She has to put them on top of the, uh... Like, how did you get up there? Oh, no, what's my... Oh, boy, oh, no. It was a volcano. It blew me up here. No, it's not a volcano. And it's a human being that can tower over you and murder you. you Possibly murder you if she wanted to. Even though she's only seven and a half. Uh, what what uh, entranced you? What uh, attracted you about the story? What attracted you? What, uh, what, uh, what's... Why did you... Why did you become so fascinated with Alice in Wonderland? Okay, I'll just say why I was fascinated, <laughs> and then you can say something afterwards. Um, I liked going into another world where I didn't feel why I felt at home. That would be cool. It was like, oh, everyone's weird here. There's a talking rabbit. Some fucking, you know, there's kings and queens, and they all... If they either like me or they're saying weird shit to me, that would be really cool to go in there. I wish I was Alice, you know, eating huge amounts of sugar treats and all of a sudden getting big and then getting small. That's a hell of a fucking thing for your metabolism, especially when you're a kid watching that thing. It's like, is that what happens? Is that what's going to happen to me? I've eaten candy before and it doesn't make me taller. It doesn't make me fatter either. I'm a child now. And that's, I mean, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. A lot. What? Uh, when I read more, it's like when I read them. I watched the I watched the cartoon uh, many times, and then when I felt that I was ready for the book, I started reading the book. I said, "What the fuck is this shit? Doesn't make any sense. None of these words make any. None of these lines make any sense." But okay. And then I got. Uh, it's like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Yet it rhymes and it has a nice little flavor to it. I'll I'll taste that flavor. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, let's eat that flavor, baby. Um, it's uh, it just 
there's I really like the oyster sequence in this. That oh, was the, great. The walrus and the carpenter. Yeah, the walrus and the carpenter. Which you know so, that's something Jesus had to go through as well. He had to fight a walrus. He did. For oysters. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you don't read that part of the Bible where he's threw down against a fucking dickhead one of his fucking oysters? I remember that. It was just a fucking walrus I guy. I don't think Jesus ate oysters, babe, because they're shellfish, and I think he was kosher. Yeah. That didn't become a thing until after Jesus died, okay? What? That's not true. I don't know. I'm just saying shit. No. Uh, it, so, so are you telling me the guy who had the most powerful dad in the world couldn't eat an oyster? That seems like bullshit to me. But okay. Also, he lived in the desert. Yeah, there's not that many oysters in the desert. That's why it wasn't koisher, because they didn't koisher. Koisher? Kurt. Kurt. <laughs> kosher. I know how to say ko- kosher. Koisher swolt. Oh, God damn it. This, 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 anyway. But, um, can you admit, I, I just want it, this to happen in the Bible, and it should, you know, those people who want to remake the Bible... Or, you know, what? Who? <laughs> who wants to redo the Bible, like parts of the Bible? You know, just throw in one thing in there where it's just Jesus fighting a walrus. And then when Jesus, you know, <laughs> when Jesus defeats the walrus, the walrus says, No, you can't do this. I am the walrus, goo 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 Okay. Um, that's what I want to happen. It won't. That's what it won't, ha- won't happen. I mean, I, I'll start writing tonight. Put that together. I want to write a biblical story about walrus and the carpenter. And it's going to get bloody. I'm just going to start punching each other. It's going to be a boxing movie. <laughs> In one corner, the title of a Beatles song. In the other corner, the son of God. whoop de doo Let's see who's the most powerful bitch on earth. My money is on walrus. My money's on Jesus. He died for my sins. He should be able to make me some money. God damn it, Jesus. Stop getting punched in the face by a walrus. Oh, this went went left. Miranda, do you want to go right? I think not, Miss Leftist. I don't think so. Let's go right. Let's go left. Going left. Yeah. Communism. A cool idea. Done incorrectly most of the time. All right. Now, <laughs> I'm not wrong there. Anyway. I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to stay? Stay or stay other than let's remake Alice in Wonderland, put Jesus in it, and make the walrus fight the carpenter, you know? Then one of them sticks a stick up their ass or something i don't know i'm i'm brainstorming you're not giving me anything so i'm just gonna keep on talking so but what would you have rather do you want to see that movie? no you don't want to see my new movie jesus v walrus no you don't no. what's wrong with you come on be, support your husband i like that idea jesus v v, v, v walrus <laughs> They're going to beat the fuck out of each other, and then they're going to sue each other. Jesus v. Walrus. In New York court. No, thank you. No? Mm-mm. Fine, fine. Okay, so what else can we say about this movie? Made in 1998. Feels very 1998. Feels 
very much of his time, but also out of place at the same time. Well, I like that this movie feels kind of like a play, mm-hmm. just with the set design and everything, because it's it looks very inexpensive, but like like that's on purpose. But then it's also they they use um, some different film styles here, like you said, the Walrus and Carpenter. Oh wait, she just called me fucker, ladies and gentlemen. You want to repeat that? Now I don't know what I was going to say, fucker. That was the last thing you said. No, go ahead. I mean to interrupt. Okay, so I enjoy that this movie felt kind of like a play with the set design and costumes and everything, but they actually do use different film styles. Like you were saying, the walrus and the carpenter bit, when Tweedledee and Tweedledum were telling the story, it looked more like a music video. Yeah, that was really cool. That was very 90s. Yeah, it was very 90s. And then... um when the white knight was telling his story about the aged aged man it was like a silent film it yeah. was black and white and it was sped up a little bit and i i i i liked how they did a whole bunch of different stuff i mean they were um creative in the way that they should have been about this without really you know coloring too much outside the lines miranda because when you go out too much outside the lines you're eventually just going to get something that is similar to what Tim Burton does. Yeah. And it becomes too goofy and people will not will not really follow it even though they'll follow it. That it won't, you know, have any it'll be too weird for any emotion to be in. And that's one of the reasons why Tim Burton stuff in the later years has not really Just gone overdone. well. It his, he choose too much style over substance and yeah. didn't find that you know late or late 80s early 90s is when he found into the mid 90s is when he found you know the balance between like some some strangeness and stylisticness and some heightened emotion and some when you actually care about the characters you care about ed wood you care about edward scissorhands despite his hands you know being filled with scissors and then you know being so much of a weirdo that he gets poop in the bed, you know? What? Oh, Amber Heard pooped in his bed. In Johnny Depp's bed. Uh, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. He, he was, she was also fairly abusive to him. They were fairly abusive to each other. And I this this didn't have me moved emotionally, but... Well, it, no, I mean, it's just a, it's a, a silly kids film. It was a... Most kids, as of all the horror movies we've watched... You know, the horror movies that we've watched before the podcast and after the podcast, all kids are either annoying or evil. They're sometimes both. Yes. Actually, most of the time, they're both. They're not adorable. They're not saying, hi, my name's Georgie, and I'm going to help with your taxes. No. No fucking kid is going to do that, all right? No fucking kid. Or no fucking kid. Ew. No kid is going to help you with your taxes or help you with your emotional problems or how you were never loved as you were a child. They're not going to help you with any of the important stuff to make your life better. So don't look at them. Don't pay any attention to them. Don't talk to them, especially if it's something so stupid like their red fire truck. I don't care. Unless you have kids, then do talk to them, pay attention to them, feed them, and do all the stuff. That's the only time you're supposed to be even looking at kids is... If you have those particular kids, if you are looking at other kids while you still have kids, stop it. Bad. 
All right? You should be looking at your own kids and not all that much. All right? Do, do not heed his advice. Do not heed his advice. He knows what he's talking about. Do not do anything to children. Okay, second movie. <laughs> oh, Lord. What does he have to do with it other than him fighting a walrus in my next movie I'm writing? <laughs> Lord. What is the Lord going to do? Is he going to win against the walrus? I don't think so. Well, this movie came out a year beforehand. The movie is Snow White, A Tale of Terror. Yep, 1997. I loved this movie. I loved it. Oh, I'm glad. I really loved it. I, this has been a wonderful, exciting time with my wife. She had a good time is what I'm saying to myself. So she doesn't have to say it to me. All right. The movies that came out during August of 1997. The original Air Bud. <laughs> you were very excited about that. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? An upcoming top-notch nonsense movie, The Wrong Guy, Telling Lies in America, with Brad Renfro and Kevin Bacon. I wonder what they're going to do in America. Uh, Picture Perfect, a Jennifer Aniston movie. We all remember that very clearly. Oh, How to Be the Player. (laughs) Ignore the ladies. Conspiracy theory. Oh my god, Shaq in the movie Steel. I can't wait to watch that with you. That looks fucking awful. The Full Monty. Oh my gosh. Copland, Event Horizon, Mimic, the remake of 12 Angry Men, a movie called My Man. Ooh, I like that. It's provocative and exotic. Virtual Weapon with Terrence Hill and Marvin Hagler. Oh god. A Smile Like Yours with... Greg Kinnear and a, a ladies who name I forgot. Axis Baggage with Alicia Silverstone. George Wallace with Gary Sinise playing George Wallace. He's very frowny face in that movie, I've heard. She's So Lovely with John Travolta, Sean Penn, and another lady. Those were the movies that came out in August of 1997. I mean, other than this one. I enjoy, I really like this. Sigourney Weaver is fantastic. Yeah, she's so great in this. Snow White and the Tale of Terror. Oh my gosh. Sam Neill looking oh, yeah. awesome. So Sam Neill looks sexy. He's got a pregnant wife and he's ready to keep on going in that carriage. You know, he's he's enjoying the carriage. He has it's uh it, it's and it's now it's now crashed. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Now his wife is wounded. A wounded wife. But we gotta save the baby. We have to save the baby because she is not going to, she's not going to survive. Your wife. Yes. Oh my gosh. There seems to be a lot more money in this production. I really like that. Um, Sam Neill has a bird. He also now has a young kid. Yes. Liliana. Oh, this was filmed in the Czech Republic. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver is um, really awesome in this. She is scary uh, her, her, when we get to her makeup, it's done really well. I even thought it was a completely different person. The old lady makeup? Yeah, it's really, really good. And this is a, uh, pretty scary, I was 
wondering throughout when the dwarves were going to be coming, but I guess that... Yeah, no dwarves. No, no dwarves in this one? Well, there was one. But, uh... But they were miners. They were miners! You were talking about the dwarves and the mining and the hi-ho. In the hi-ho, yeah. I thought they were, you know, construction workers. You know, I mean, they could... Another remake I want to do. Construction workers as miners, as dwarves. Dwarves as miners because construction workers. It's now 1980s New York City. Let's make a Snow White happening in 1980s New York City with the dwarves being construction workers working on, uh, like, a, like, a, like, a tower. Why? Why? Why the fuck not? Because it hasn't been done yet, all right? That's why. Why does why does making the dwarves construction workers, why is that interesting? Because how else are we going to get the dwarves inside a modern movie and have it make sense, all right? We can't just have them, you know, walking around like, oh, we're seven dwarves. We're all part of the same cleaning crew, you know? We all, you know, go to, you know, we all go to the cool houses on the Upper East Side and clean. No. Dwarves are not cleaners. They're miners, as you said. And what's the closest thing to miners? You know, children. Or what, no. Why do you think that it's construction work? Because how else are we going to set it in the modern day and have it make sense? Like I said, dwarves are not usually suited for cleaning work. They're not doing a lot of cleaning. I don't know if they are, but they can. But it's just I when I think of a dwarf, and I, uh, every once in a while I do. I think of a handful of dwarves. <laughs> and what do you think about them? Well, obviously, I think they're cool. But, uh, secondly... Secondly... I, uh... I want... I, I want them to have decent, consistent jobs where you know they're going to make a lot of money, either over the table or under the table. They can fit under the table, though. That was rough. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, where else, if you're going to do a remake of this movie, then since it's been remade so many times, I don't see, I, where, how else do you cast dwarves in a remake? They could be anything. I know. In today's world, they can be anything. I'm, I'm, I believe that. I really do believe that. But that's not what we're talking about. What is the most realistic thing a dwarf will do in a remake of a seven dwarf movie. Come on, want to have a podcast? You want to talk about something? You want it to be inspired rather than just writing down, talking about exactly what we saw? What would be an interesting idea? I mean, how would you update seven dwarves? Where would they work? In an office. All of them together? Why not? Okay. It could be like their own company. Yeah. Okay. So good. I'm glad you're thinking. It's a construction company. It could be. Because they're minors. Hi-ho. All right. <sighs> Sam Neill dotes on Sigourney Weaver, likes Sigourney Weaver, wants Sigourney Weaver. Uh, they seemed, He seems to be really enraptured with her rather than his new daughter all that much. Well, she's not new anymore. Not new, no, but she is, uh, she is getting older. Anyway. Bro deals in magic. I just wrote down bro deals in magic. Alright, uh... Yeah, her brother that doesn't talk, he does magic tricks. Yeah. And, and I don't, I can't trust Sigourney Weaver's brother, or, you know, the evil stepmother brother, you know, brother. The evil stepbrother. The evil stepbrother, there we go, the stepmother. There's always so much tradition in the olden days, I don't, I mean... 
Oh god, where am I going? I'm just reading fucking bullshit off my goddamn fucking notes. Shit. Notes without context. Some of the some of what I wrote doesn't make any sense. Well, let's hear some of it. Okay, I'll just write. I'll, I'll this has been a fucking not disaster, but a freewheeling shit show <laughs> yes, the entire fucking time. But so let's just do it. Okay, it says purple hat, S W honking, looking like a queen, pop pop. S.W. Bro looking creepy with his boxes. Oh, S.W. wants S.N. and sees little girl watching him. <laughs> the the ki- them kiss. Is, is S.W. bad? Oh, bro deals in magic. Tradition BS that seems creepy. Weird bird. Don't screw with... <laughs> With SW, old lady servant seeing the magic door dance cubed. Okay. Cupboard, not cubed. <laughs> I, I, I'm enjoying reading these for you. Here we go. Now teenager. Okay. Lead is excited about the beasts beyond home. It's been nine years, question mark, since when? Question, uh, question mark? <laughs> SW, looking great. The hair is still looking great. Is still on, oh, the hair is still on SN. Fuck. Peter Gutenberg? Oh, yeah. There's a guy named Peter Gutenberg. Dr. Peter Gutenberg. Dr. Peter Gutenberg. I, Gutenberg. <laughs> there is a guy named Peter Gutenberg, and that's the character I... Really enjoyed his fucking presence. You know, not <laughs> you just his fucking. F- I I liked his face. I liked that he w- he was he was ready to be a husband. He was ready to be have a betrothed. Betrothed. Yes. Yeah. Betrothed. Lily offered her new dress by stepmommy. I oh I kept on, I I wrote down stepmommy a whole bunch of times instead of sw sometimes. It's like not a girl. Oh yeah, she's. She's in that weird place where she feels like not a, yet a girl, not yet a woman. Mm-hmm. Like Britney Spears yes. once felt. And still, somehow probably st- might still feel. Um, S- oh, yeah, it says not girl, not yet a woman. SW sings like an opera person. I'm writing these things down. This is insane. Wearing mother's gown. Now we play something else. Dancing with my daughter. SW having a problem with stomach. Remember that? Yes, I do. All right. Stillborn baby. Oh yeah, stillborn baby. Sucks. Yeah, that I, yeah that that scene was kind of shitty because it's like you know Sigourney Weaver's pregnant. Everyone's congratulating them on the baby and everything. So it's like some kind of party for them, and she's doing her operatic singing and everything. But then you know Lily shows up in her mom's gown, and Sam Neill's just like, ah, fuck my wife singing. Play something else. I'm gonna dance with my daughter and forget about my wife. Yeah. And it stressed her out so much she uh, miscarried. Yeah, and well, that's that's what happens after she said it took her nine years of casting runes to get pregnant. Yeah, that's what you have to do in the uh, in the olden days, ladies. I don't know if you, I know, I don't know what you have to do now, but you know, in the olden days, you had to do some weird spiritual magic stuff with stones. To get yourself pregnant. No? Okay. Um, no. 
But, uh... What's some more of your notes, babe? <laughs> I'm killing it. I'm feeling good. All right. All right, here we go. It says, stillborn baby. Everything is fucked up about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't let that don't let them throw him away. What? Brothers, I like this. This is a No, it was the it was the the baby's body. She uh Yeah, I don't want to throw it away. Yeah, she uh made uh Gustav take it off of the uh Yeah, brother fire. saves the remains. Yes. The the creepy quiet brother. Yes. Who- Adores you more than you probably should. What? The baby corpse. Ooh, baby corpse. All over the place. All right, baby corpse. Um, but yes, it says, Brother Sam's mar- uh, the remains evil r- evil cupboard opens. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's the evil cupboard. I nearly forgot what we were watching halfway through. It was like, evil cupboard opens. I wonder what the evil cupboard will do. Oh, my gosh. She starts talking to it. It's really scary. She she's freaked out by the cupboard, you know, because it appears she's she's seeing her face, and that face is telling her, "Get some shit done, some evil shit, get it done." Anyway, what else did I write down here? Uh, Lily Ann visits stepmom, stepmommy. I know she bumped into stepmommy because I thought it was funny. I wrote down stepmommy a bunch. S. Sigourney Weave SW. Forgive me, question mark. Lovely girl. Gutenberg going to... Going to Pierce. <laughs> Paris? Paris. Paris, that makes sense. Gutenberg going to Paris. That... Why isn't... Why wasn't... Why... That should be Fre- President Gutenberg. If we're gonna do... Another fucking thing I gotta write down. Police Academy. Fucking 12. Gutenberg goes to Paris. Oh, God. Anyway, um, Gutenberg goes to Paris. Gonna ask Doctor G. Oh, and I, I just would call. I wrote down Doctor G because his name's Doctor G. It's Doctor G. Gutenberg. Doctor P. Gutenberg. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Peter Gutenberg. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, SW needs your attention while you leave. When brother angry and runs at Lily to kill her. Oh yeah, that wasn't fun. Yeah, to cut out the heart, but he couldn't do it. He she, can... ru- she runs away, so he kills a pig and takes that heart instead. Yeah, it, here's the thing. Don't... It, your sister is going to figure it out, all right? A pig heart is different from an animal, uh, a, a human heart, mainly... I think they actually look pretty similar. They they look pretty similar, but it's not the same. One starts with P, and the other starts with H. Thank you. I won that fucking thing. Here we go. Yeah, he gets out the... He, he gets that pig heart... Yeah, Lily finds a haven. Our 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 lady in terror, our Snow White in ta- terror, is going to be talked to. Oh yeah, lady is going to be ta- uh, going to be talked to. Broke his leg. Lily gets caught by disgusting fuckos. <laughs> oh holy shit! Check this out. Um, January twenty twenty two. When a 57-year-old man with terminal heart disease received the first ever transplant of a genetically modified pig heart. Yeah, when was that? January 2022. Um, the patient lived for 61 days. Oh, it didn't work. January? Last oh, January. Shit. Yeah. Like, so that's how similar they are. But it didn't work. So. Well, he lived for two months. Yeah. So he lived for two months on a... 
on a pig uh, on a pig's heart. Yeah. Oink oink. <laughs> okay. What, what? It says, "What the fuck is?" I'm just gonna. It's not gonna make any sense. I'm just gonna say it. We steaks bread. <laughs> No, who steals bread is what I wrote down. Not weak steals steaks bread. Stepmommy going crazy in the mirror talking to herself. God damn it. A spider in the head is worth a pain in the brain. God damn it. You wrote that down? Yeah, a spider in the head is worth a pain in the brain. Traitor. Killing yourself. Lillian is stuck with miscreants and... Outcasts? Shit. That's true. Yes. Oh, shit. I like this. I don't. I mean, ah, and then more attempted rape. There was more attempted rape happening. Gil Bellows, also known as GB. I'm going to call him GB from now on. Writing these down. All right. Loves her. Oh, no. Loves her from the rapist? No. No. It saves her from the rapist. No, that's an S. Saves her from the rapist. Not an L. Loves her from the rapist. He says, hey, rapist, get over here. I'm going to love her from here, you fucker. Loves her from the rapist. And the rape the rapist leaves? Lotels? <laughs> Legals. Uh, it's not legal. Um, smokes. Oh, yeah. Snake spotting her. Follows... Uh, GB's crew. Oh, my child digging for treasure. SW kissing a SIDS baby. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> kissing a SIDS baby? Yeah. It says so- SW kissing a SIDS baby. <laughs> that is so dark. Yeah, well, that's what he did. That's what she did. Did you see that? You saw Sigourney Weaver going like, my lips belong on this fake dead baby. That's what the camera's gonna see, and that's it's, what the it's camera not did see. Baby, if it was miscarried. Oh my gosh! How did it, it was miscarried? Oh, I thought it was a Sid's baby. Sid's baby. <laughs> Sid's baby. Kit keeping birds in hourglass. Oh yeah, that wasn't cool. Yeah, that was fucked up. That in the whole evil stepmother making stew. Three of them survived. Oh yeah, dude! When he brought back the pig's heart, and she and she's like, "Oh, just put all the you know, put all the rest of the remains in the stew by the fire." Yeah. And then she thinks it's her stepdaughter, and she's just eating the stepdaughter stew. Stepdad stew. And she's all into it and trying to make the dad eat it. Yeah, that wasn't cool. Don't feed Sam Neil stepdaughter stew. <laughs> that's my that's my daughter. I'm eating my daughter. She came from the stew. But Tastes just, delicious. But also. it's just pig. No, it's just pig. No stew. No stepdaughter. Just pig. It pig stew. Pig stew. Just isn't that bad. Or so I've heard. I don't think I've had pig stew yet, but, you know. We can get a pig heart down here. We can chop it up. Make a little nice little pig heart chopped cheese. Oh, no. You don't want me to, you know, throw a pig's heart on that fucking fryer we got in the fucking kitchen and just go hog wild and say, hey, now it's time for Munchkin to eat some chopped cheese. Oh, the chop part is pig's uh, heart. <laughs> I rhymed there. I didn't mean to rhyme. But uh, the chop part is pig's heart. 
Come on down to Michael Benson's Chopped Cheese. The chop part is pig heart. Oh, do you want some provolone? Do you want some uh, gouda? It's pretty gouda. <laughs> but also pig's heart. Chopped cheese with pig's heart. Let's move on. The chop part is the pig's heart. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a wonderful, wonderful this thing to say. This is nonsense. This is great. Let me write more of it down. Um, here we go. <laughs> I I like reading my notes because you can pick up what I'm trying to say. What I'm writing. You can pick up what I wrote down. All right. I'm yeah, I don't know if anyone else will. Oh, snap, Crackle Pop. What a smart thing for you to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, what was that? Oh, yeah, GB and Lillian are stuck together. Romance gonna bloom. What uh, What about Gutenberg is my question. What about Gutenberg? Well, Gutenberg has something else to say. He's, he's, um, he got into a bit of a problem, that Gutenberg. You know what he did? What? Peter Gutenberg? What did Peter Gutenberg do? What did he do? He's kissing stepmommy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's almost just like we're watching pornography. We're no, it's not. stepmommy. Oh, oh God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't really know what the point of point of that was. Yeah, that wasn't cool. Don't do that. But he seemed pretty into it. But, uh, you know, here here's the thing. But, um, okay, where's it say? Where was I? I was, um, Gutenberg calling that. Okay, where's that? Um, yeah, okay, so what about Gutenberg? Angry at each other. Savage. Gutenberg called him that? Oh, yeah, he did. Peter Gutenberg to the rescue. Don't trust evil stepmother Peter G. Is, uh, ki- it kissed her. Lily is stuck in the woods and being summoned. More questions. Falling trees. The bird got hit and oh my. Talking to herself in the mirror. Frederick's life for the young dead lady? <laughs> baby. Baby. Oh, that, oh yeah, I wrote that down. It says baby. Yeah, Frederick's life for the young dead baby. For the Sid's baby. The dead Sid's baby. Oh my gosh. Here we go. Some babe. Some death by sex. Ew. That's sick. Alright. Yeah, uh, real- she has to steal his seed and uh, bathe the baby in the father's blood. Yeah, because that's what you do when you are in a jam. When it comes to your dead baby. You can't just, you know, make another baby or adopt a baby or be a human being to the dead baby and come to terms with you not having an actual child. You have to raise the dead baby into a zombie dead baby that's very much alive because of its, you know, life force being, you know, you know, traded for another life force. So, yes, you have a baby that's very alive. Congratulations, Sigourney Weaver. It's very impressive. Guess what's going to happen to your baby? It's not going to be like the baby you had before. It's going to look weird. Okay. Real kiss in the water. Complete evil stepmother takes over creepy stepmother question <laughs> Makeup is great. Oh, yeah. Biting the apple. Catatonic. Bullshit. 
evil? Oh, what the fuck did I write that for? Dr. Peter Gutenberg says it's too late. Burial! Exclamation point. GP knows she's alive. Goes at her as she... It, it, she's alive! She's alive! Oh my, she's alive! Caught that... Caught that cash! Oh my god. <laughs> evil stepmother drags... S.N., also known as Sam Neill, to a spot where Jesus is. Oh, my God. Where? <laughs> Why? That's not cool. Maybe she took him into the, the house chapel. <laughs> yeah, the spot where Jesus is. It's not all around us. He's at the... He's at the... He's at, he's at the spot where Jesus usually is. Head is lopped off. Statue. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm not even reading this correctly. Head is lopped off. Statue. Yeah, when um, when Peter G brings Lily back to the the Hoffman residence, her mother's headstone is now headless, so it's just a body stone. All right, now is now that we're in the secret lair, time to f- find my fi- fairy members. What? Angry, angry doggy, finding father. Peter get pushed out under by evil stepmommy. <laughs> out of the window. Uh, oh, pushed out of window. That's what it says. Pushed out of window. That's what I, I wrote down here. I wrote that. Pushed out, pushed out of wood. <laughs> Bye, mommy. Ilsa attack, killing mirrors. You burnt? <laughs> <laughs> okay, baby is alive. Stepmother cuts and kills another. Stabbed a stepmommy through the mirror. She swerves. And dance, dances and fire? See, these are all my notes. What did you have? <laughs> it's not as great as that. Anyway, out of all the movies that we talked about today, which ones would you recommend the most? Well, I would definitely recommend this the ac- one. Actually, not just sing it to laugh at to but to actually enjoy I, I would recommend this one yes Snow White a Tale of Terror I would recommend Alice Through the Looking Glass the 1998 version with Kate Beckinsale and I don't remember what the other ones were well we had the Texas Chainsaw with Renee and Matt which I like more yeah than if you, you like do. if you like crazy repetitive um, horror movies if you want to see what Matthew McConaughey should have gotten the Oscar for instead of him getting AIDS and then him crying a whole bunch. You know, and being, I'm from Texas, I have AIDS, and I'm crying. You know, that you know that oh, movie, he, got, he won the Oscar for that. Very brave. No, what he should have gotten the Oscar for is, is this. This is what he should have gotten the Oscar for. This, 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 this is monumental. Um, but what we also uh, watched and what... You don't see Stay Alive. That is garbage. It's garbage. You know, it's nice to just see Jimmy Simpson, but other than that, it's super garbage. Absurd, also known as Monster Hunter, also known as, you know, I forgot the names. I think it was like a papaphasia or something. A papaphasia. A papaphasia. I like that, but you know you gotta be in a certain yeah, if you drunken. Like, if you like Giallo. I love Giallo. <laughs> Giallo. Giallo. Did you say gelato? I like 
gelato, where the ice cream is just sprayed all over the woman's boobs. <laughs> like giallo, but gelato. You know, he's like, oh my gosh, someone cuts the cake, and the cake just spurts everywhere all over people's faces, and there's a zombie there, he's eating the cake, and he's going like, um, um, um. Zombies don't eat cake, and what yes, are you they do. about? Yes, they no, do. No, they eat brains. Yes, I know they eat brains, but they also eat cake. I don't think so. I don't... Oh. So, you're against me frying a pig's heart um, and making chopped cheese out of that. You're against me... It, making, you know, fucking cake for zombies who might fucking come knocking on our door. I hope not. Uh, you hope not. Yeah, you hope not. But, um, yeah, but I, I liked it. I thought it was a nice scientific riff. Absurd was a nice scientific riff on how you would approach a zombie scientifically. How how those, how zombies are made. That he's constantly made. regenerating? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they tried to put... They tried to inject some science into a zombie movie, which, you know, it, it, it kind of worked. I I mostly, I mean, I'll just read some of the notes here for Absurd. It says, oh, God, are you responsible for the words he got? <laughs> <laughs> drill, no, nurse, drill, you know. Dr. Kramer will f- fill us in. Brain got bigger, so he's a scientific zombie. Exposition dump with the cop and priest and doctor regenerates insane cells. Zombie cats regenerate brain cells. Eat brains if you want to eat. If you want brains, eels. Killing the butt bat bald guy with a blade. I need them now, damn it. They can't send anyone till tomorrow morning. Oh, don't zombies just look like a Manson acolyte? Doesn't the zombie look like a Manson acolyte? He did. The main zombie looked like a Manson acolyte. Yes. Uh, I just run over the zombie and... Frubed? Frubed? Oh, freaked out. Not frubed out. That makes more sense. It freaked out. And now we're with him and his wife. Oh, child watching a soap opera question mark? Dad visits disabled daughter. That was the worst part. Um, shooting him through the heads, prowling. <laughs> Mom and Dad drive off after paying. What? <laughs> Why can't you read your own writing? Because I'm, I'm, I'm getting stupider as I get older. Hunting down the short-haired blonde. I give you a. I give you lipstick, then laugh at you. That's what that's a word down. <laughs> Party time, watching the game, zombie approaching the house, only attack the family in the house, asshole babysitter, dog is freaked out, and babysitter assumes the plane. <laughs> oh, no, gets on the plane. No, I almost thought it says that babysitter assumes the position. No, um, uh, right on top of the head, upside down dead man. Blonde catches the kid in a scary mask. Football plate party in full swing, eating spaghetti. Yeah, I remember that. We talked about that a whole bunch. Peggy is dead. Not missing weirdo. Not missing weirdo child. Oh, this is so interconnected. It's a very small town. It is a good movie. I like that movie. It was. This has been a complete fucking shit show. Yeah, this is we a have gone. Fuck. Do you want to know how long we yes. have? Yes. Oh, uh, including the twenty minutes I did on my own. We're at 
three hours and 13 minutes. Oh, Lord. We did two no episodes. Listen to this. No, we did two episodes. I'm going to chop this up. Yeah, like the chop, chop it up. Like the pig's heart. Yeah, yes. the chop part is the pig's heart. Uh, I, I just think that that needs to be said more often. The chop part is the pig's heart. But what type of cheese do I get? Cheddar. Shop cheddar. All right. This has been Top Notch Nonsense. I've been Michael, a human being with severe comedic problems. <laughs> is that what we want to say? Yes, comedic problems. If I'm a wealthy person and I am, you know, hanging out and I'm just saying, who look at me, I'm wealthy and I want to scare young people. You know, there are ways of doing that. Hiring some fucking freak family in the fucking nowheresville of Texas. Uh. And then just saying, hey, uh, I'll pay you some money if you uh, scare some teenagers from down the road. And Matthew McConaughey's just gonna, like, say, yeah! And also, you fucking idiot, wealthy, dickhead, fucko, shithead, motherfucker with no goddamn soul trying to scare kids. When you hire a Matthew McConaughey who's part of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family universe, you know, the multi-universe of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you're hiring these people to scare young people, and you say, hey, there are parameters, you're dealing with fucking freaks. You're dealing with you know, fucking insane jackass asshole motherfuckers who, who like to kill things. You're gonna, you think they're gonna abide by your your rules just because you give them like three hundred bucks? That ain't gonna fucking work. I mean, right? Okay. I mean, you know uh, the logic in these movies. I mean, just to make it make any sense. If you're gonna hire somebody, hire and pay them decent money, they'll do the decent job. You fucking hire the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family, especially if they're known as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family for fucking years, and there's all these sorts of myths about them out there. Ooh, the, who are they? They're the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. Oh my gosh, they killed all these people. They have a leather face for a son. You're gonna all of a sudden hire them and just say, oh, hello, um, can you scare some random teenagers and then kidnap them and then when they get there, don't kill them. It's like what? It's like it's your. It's like you're asking me. It's like edging. What? It's like edging. You're asking them to edge, and they can't do it. You're asking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family to edge, like to get to the brink of killing somebody and then not doing it, like getting to the brink of orgasm and then not doing it, you know, and then not coming. You're asking too much of them. Okay. No, Miranda, do you understand? No. You don't understand? Uh-uh. Okay. You know what edging is, right? Yes, I'm familiar. Okay. When you come up to the point and then you stop yourself, right? Yes. So, essentially, what this wealthy guy in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation Matthew McConaughey cool movie, is asking... No, what he's trying to say is that he's saying, okay, I want you to scare these people and then kidnap them, but I don't want you to kill them. And they don't have any. The, a they don't uh, they don't have any kind of uh, boundaries to not go the extra mile. I'm surprised they didn't kill them at that point, or out throughout the entire movie. But I guess if you're paying them that much, but you're you're trusting these this fucking family, and I just don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it was a sound business idea. If you're gonna go for scaring teenagers, all right, you don't go to the 
You don't go to unreliable people. Because unreliable people do not know how to etch. Do not know how to scare without murdering somebody. Okay. Miranda, that made perfect sense. And Yeah. Are you looking shit up on Reddit now? God damn it. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> well, obviously, that I... I really enjoyed Absurd, and yeah. God damn it. That prison movie was quite a disappointment, too. Oh, wow. All right, um, this is the end. My only friend. The end. If you want to contact Top Notch Nonsense, just email us at topnotchnonsensepod at gmail.com. Bye-bye.